Hey there, friends. Bo Bishop here, and the hoops action is heating up, and Tipico Sportsbook is the best place to bet on the playoff action. Enjoy the most rewarding sportsbook with the hottest promos. Bet on select games. Earn a bet credit for each three-pointer made. Continue to rack up the rewards with the highest cash back in the industry with up to 5% cash back on your bets. Sign up now. Enter the promo code THEFAN100 to get $100 in bonus bets when you bet $25. Download the Tipico Sportsbook app today. That's promo code THEFAN100. Must be 21 or older, physically located in Ohio. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Congratulations, your morning just got a bit classier. A media legend, a ferocious linebacker, a clueless producer, and you. Searching for a replacement window online? Visit windownation.com today. So raise a glass and act accordingly. This is Bishop and Laurenitis. <laughs> just, ugh, it hurts. Yeah. Yeah, man. That hurts. I had an elite morning, too. An elite yeah. morning. And, yep. man, does that hurt. Yeah. As we do it live on a football Friday. And uh, you heard uh, Mark Finch in the update there talking about uh, Cincinnati's. Finch. Who the heck is Mark Finch? It's always alarming when he's in your ear. I was in, he's in my ear talking about something because uh, I, we had some connection issues at the right before the start of the show. So Did the gravel knock out, your, uh, knock out your internet? <laughs> no, no, I don't think it's that. I think we're safe okay. here. All the internet is, is, is moving. It could, could be a combination of, of that. It could be a combination of new studios for us. Who knows? could be a lot of things. Um, so we're having some connection issues, and I'm talking to Chops, and, and then all of us, who I don't know if I've ever referred to him as Mark ever. Mm. I don't know if I ever have. And so then it's like within a split second, it's Mark Finch on the updates. You go, oh, well, there you oh. go. There's, <laughs> he really is a superhero. He's got there is. Uh, an alter ego. He's got all of those things. I wonder if at the altar, you know, they're going to say, and Chops, do you take J-Lo, or is it going to be, hey, Mark, do you take What Jennifer? does J-Lo call you? <laughs> she does not call me Chops. She hates when I tell people I'm Chops. Obviously, that she makes me him, like you more. Calls I think that, I think I think that that's... makes, I make, it makes me like him more, though, if like he, if you go, <laughs> if you're like going around going, I'm Chops. I think that's amazing. Whenever I meet anybody who listens to the station, I always yeah. go, hey, do you, do you like the fan? And they go, yeah. And I go, do you listen to Bishop and Laurinaitis? And they go, yeah, sometimes. And I go, well, I'm Chops. It's awesome. That's so great. I'm sure that just she fires her up, too. She just hates it. Just tell yeah. her, listen, if you can't handle the celebrity, honey, it's going to be a tough go. Get used to it. I'm yeah. sorry. I can't help it. You know the line chops I always used to give to my wife um, when she would ha- take umbrage with some, some sort of my behavior, which happens regularly? I would always say, I am who you, I am who you married. Same guy. <laughs> same guy. Nothing's changed. It's the same. Not, I'll, not gonna, uh, I'll have I'm to not, start using no that one. Yeah. yeah, there's no evolution. This is it. Uh, going to be the same all the way. Um, yeah, it stinks. Uh, it stinks. Uh, there's no other way to say it. It stinks. It's not just us. It's across college football. Um, there's a ton of games that are postponed or canceled, um, and we'll get into some of it over the course of the program, but it just happens to affect us this week. It won't be the first time, is my guess, that it'll affect us this week, um, or this season, rather. Um, and how, how to finish this season, I think, is something that we'll talk about a little bit. you hear from Coach Day on it as well. Um, and, and for you, I mean, you had this game. Mm, sure you, did. You would have been doing this show from a uh, probably some sort of a, a Four Seasons D.C. area? No, no. Like you know what? Actually, it was going to be one of my three things the day. Uh, it was going to be one of the three things on Friday uh, today. Um, I already had it built into the notepad because I was like, there are certain hotels that as you travel to these areas, you truly yeah. love. Um, mm-hmm. One of them is the M Hotel right there in College Park. So the M is like their version of the Blackwell. 
Okay. It is right off campus, like right off. Like you walk across the street, you're on campus, right? Like yep. three blocks down, you're at the the beautiful garden where it says University of Maryland, and the M is in roses, and it's the colors of the. Anyway, it's beautiful. Yep. Um, the best part about it, though, was they have like a whole half of their second floor dedicated to the gym. And it was, it's a full gym. Oh, wow. Like, there's full a gym. rack. There's, like, it's a legit gym. Not a it's not like, oh, we got uh, dumbbells from 5 to 25. It's not one of those. It's like a legit, we can we can crush a workout in. Maybe not Schlegs and Bobby, but right. for oh, a lighter, so. you know, myself at, at 212 pounds, I can crush a workout in there. So, as you have that, there's also four restaurants, like new restaurants, non-chains, that are on the ground level. So it's like, you know, it's like all the new the new kind of hip trend around town, right? It's like, oh, well, it's mixed use. This is a mixed use building, right? We have the hotel on the top upper floors, lobbies on the first floor, and all the other first floors retail and and all that. So it was such a win. And we got the email last week saying that we were staying there. And then we got the update and email. No, we're actually staying at their sister property. Mm. What? Why? No. What could possibly have slipped in there, Abby, at Big Ten Network? <laughs> How did you not get this done? Anyway, we're not, we're not having that. Anyway, it's, and it so is, what's hilarious is that Godin, Brandon responded with, "I'm not sure a woman has ever hurt my, broke my heart as much as you just did <laughs> telling me that," and I don't think she got the humor. Didn't understand the humor of that. Yeah, listen, th- th- it is my favorite. Uh, this is going to sound crazy, but it's my favorite road trip in the Big Ten. Oh, it's great! Get down to DC. And I realize it. Yeah, it's amazing because you get DC, you get which I love DC. I yeah. love it. As poisonous yeah. as it appears to be in recent years, it is. What, it what do you is mean? Just, poison? It's not poison. Yes, there. it's so negative. I heard it's awful. everyone gets along there. Yeah, famously. Um, but it's so inspiring to go there, and it like it's my favorite one. And I like their stadium. I like their campus. I like their proximity to all of it. And it's one of those things when you go there. I understand why people would take a job at Maryland and say, "There's nothing we can't do here." Yeah, I get it. Like the campus is cool. It's at a great location. There is a ton of talent in the DMV, a ton of it. So it's like, I get it. Like when, when, uh, when Loxley took the job before that, when DJ Durkin took the job, you, when you take that job, you say to yourself, okay. And especially at the time when they had the Under Armour money, you say, okay, if we can keep some of these kids, around and they've been able to so this isn't like a Rutgers thing where you say well they have never been able to keep the five-star kids from Jersey Jersey they had Stefan Diggs yep they have him they got him yep they kept him yep. they got Rakeem Jarrett like they they can do it they've done it EJ Henderson Aaron Henderson oh, yeah. all American linebackers they've had guys go through there uh to where you're like oh okay um it's it's just can you get enough you know what I mean can you sw- and that's what honestly the win over Penn State is what they're hoping yeah. Is that that is the that is the swinging gate for some of those kids and and it's not only like D.C. Baltimore it's it's New Jersey right like as Seattle yeah. starts to try to build the program back can they continue to squash Rutgers for some of those Jersey kids and having them not skip over Maryland to go to Penn State yeah yeah like imagine so if I- Javante Jean Baptiste and those Jersey boys uh, Tyler Friday some of the guys that we have on our roster. Decided, I'm not going to Rutgers, but I'm, yeah, I'll stay at Maryland, right? Instead of yeah. going over to Columbus. Yeah, no, it's a. I get it, I get it, and so I, I feel for you because I know that that's that's. It's a great. I like the press setup, the press yes. box setup. It's a really enjoyable uh, trip to make. It's really easy and it's it's fun. And it, and frankly, I feel for all of you listening. I feel for all of us because this was this is a fun game. 
This would have been a fun game. We would have got some questions answered maybe about our defense if it can be. This has been the biggest test we had to face this this season, perhaps. Yep. I mean, in terms of the ability to throw it down the field, I mean, this might be the biggest test we've faced Kerry all Combs season. Kerry Combs was very excited about the challenge that their wide receiver core, which he said yeah. is by far the toughest that they would have played yet and thinks maybe the second best in the Big Ten compared to Purdue, right up there with Purdue's. If Randall Moore plays, yeah. Yep, but he, but he thought as far as this receiver core was better than what Penn State had to offer. Um, yeah. And so it was going to be a great challenge for his guys. And Ryan thought that their secondary, although young and, and really inexperienced, thought that they co- they played man coverage exceptionally well. And he was you know excited to see you know their guys on, on their corners because that's all yeah. they did against Penn State was play man all game. I'm not even mm-hmm. joking. It was man slash cover three. They went to cover three and some cover two in the fourth quarter, like with five minutes left. Other than that, yeah. it was like if you just lined up and played Sam single, like that's it. It was Sam single, and the Mike linebacker had the running back. The running back blocked. He turned into a low hole guy. Um, sometimes they would go zero and have him kind of add to the pressure. But for the most part, it was a single high safety at like 28 yards deep like Greg Williams does. Mm-hmm. It was like 28 yards deep, single high safety, everyone else in man coverage. Boom. I dare you, Penn State, to throw it on us. <laughs> they could not operate. Couldn't, couldn't now, I think Justin would have operated quite fine, but yeah. they would have, I mean, at least challenged it in that sense. So. Yeah, it's and you, you, you feel most sorry for the players, yes. Because and I saw the video of of Ryan yesterday afternoon that Ohio State put out and talking about like this is the best part of your day. You know, you're out here, you're playing football, you're getting better, all of this. And I know what he's trying to do, and I love him to death. I get it. But the best part of their day is Saturday. Yeah, everything they do is for Saturday. Yeah, and they've been doing it forever, and they've played three games. And yep. now one of those is taken away. Every, we talked about this a lot. Every single game you get the opportunity to play is viewed as a gift. It's yep. a gift. And now one of the gifts is, has been taken. And you hold your breath. And you hope, as the cases surge, you hope that, that you can play more. And, and that's something we'll talk about over the course of the program. You'll hear from Coach on that as well. By the way, if you can explain to me the Indianapolis Colts going to Tennessee and winning by 17, I'd love to hear it. That's just what we picked it, isn't it? Isn't that what we picked yesterday? I mean, I'd love to hear it. No? You, you tell me how this that. makes any stinking sense, man. How does this make any sense? It doesn't. It doesn't. The league doesn't make sense. I told you, divisions. Divisions are impossible. Like, nobody is picking the Colts in that game yesterday, except mm-hmm. Vegas, obviously. got. <laughs> they had something figured out. What was it? Was it was a pickup, and know? then it, it then it went to Indy minus one, and I went, "Wait, what?" I know. What are you talking about? How is this not? How is this not Tennessee minus four and a half? What happened here? What is going I, on in Tennessee? You talking no about they got whipped by the Bengals, <sighs> right? All of a, sudden, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. You had them. The, I I did have them, and they looked super impressive when I was you know there against Buffalo. Could run the ball. I mean, they didn't even run the ball well that night. They were just threw it all over the field. Um, yeah. Look, it was special teams. You yeah. shank a punt. You give Indy a short field. They capitalize, uh, and then you get the blocked punt for a touchdown. That's that changes the game. Superior, superior special units, as my man JT used to say. I mean, that's what it takes. You got to be yeah, there opportunistic is a, you- on offense, right? Elite on defense, and superior special units. That was our old theory, right? That. The Colts were elite on special teams. When you flip the game like that in an NFL game, like when you get a, a defensive or a special teams touchdown in the National Football League, 
That is mo- that is massive because you know this, Bo. Like very few teams in the NFL have the talent like the Chiefs do to just like play almost college like. Where okay, it doesn't matter what's happening in the game, time yeah. of possession, all that. Give me the ball, we're gonna go down and score, right? Because right. you have Pat Mahomes. Most teams, even the even the offensive gifted teams, think how in a football game. And Ryan Day has talked to to me about this before games. He's like, we don't talk about it a lot at Ohio State because of the fact of we just have better talent than everybody. We can go down up and down the field. Like we don't think ever about time of possession. But right. when you have a guy like Master T, what he gives you against a team like Alabama is. He's going to hit you for six yards. You're looking up at second and four. That makes a play-action bootleg gain of five, a first down, where if you're in second and eight, it's not a first down. You're pressure-packed third and three. Like He keeps you ahead of the chains, and that guy is able to shrink the game with the clock. So then what? You score, and then where do we get our other – where do we jump on him? And when you're a talented offensive team, if you're able to get a touchdown, then a takeaway or some kind of play on special teams, and then you score again – now the other team, because they don't match up to you with your offense, feels so much pressure that they're, they have to abandon most of their game plan. Like, yeah. that's what the Colts did to the Titans. Like, all of a sudden you run the football, like, okay, we're in the zone, we're in our groove, all this, boom, they score. Oh, shoot, block, punt, touchdown. Now you're thinking, oh, we got, we have to score now. We have to, you start putting so much pressure on yourself because of what just flipped in the game. Yeah. It's crucial. It's crucial. Yeah, and for, it I, I did not see it coming. I have no idea how the hell it happened. No. I did not see it coming. No, I mean you mentioned how it happening. That's one thing you, that happens in the NFL when the when the talent is so similar. When when the game gets flipped, when the script of the game gets flipped, and and all of a sudden a team has to chase, then they they just behave very differently. It's a great point you make about Mahomes and the Chiefs. There aren't many uh, that can do that, that can win any way. Seattle kind of can just because yeah. Russ is so spectacular, but there aren't many teams that can do it. Most have to uh, really force their will upon other teams. I was we were talking to Kevin Stefanski about that yesterday, and and he said. We asked, asked him about at your house. Yeah, you more for at dinner? my house. Well, yeah, he was over. We had, you know, we had some a nice pipe dinner and you know some bourbon, some pipes, and enjoyed ourselves. <laughs> um, but one of the things that I said was, you know, they've only forced one punt in the last two games. That's a problem. And he said, he said in the bye week, what they looked at was they were in that the problems on on third down were really started on first down because the, the majority of the time. They're in third and three or less yeah. and trying to defend that. that. That's hard. That's and you hard. can't win that. You can't no. win that. And so you end up chasing, and that's what happens. And All the pressures, all the it. fancy blitzes that D coordinators come up with are meant for third and seven plus. Right. When you get into third and three, it really pairs down because you're like, okay, we can maybe do some of our generic man pressures, but you have to be a man in third and three. You can't be in zone. If you're in zone, it's, it's beat me, stab me, kill me. Go ahead. Throw, check down, first down. Okay, great. Nice drops in your cover three. You did great. You took away the deep shots. <laughs> they got a first down. So you have right. to play man, and then it's crossers, and it's all this, and then you know the ball's coming out quick, so why even blitz? Because if you blitz, the ball's coming out quick. You're not going to get there. So it's it's puts you in a conundrum. Yeah. It's wild. And that, that speaking of the Browns, that's a bad result for them because now the Colts are 6-3. and three. Mm-hmm. And the Colts, by the way, are not in the playoffs right now. I mean, Two weeks ago, we right assumed now. that the Browns were going to make the playoffs no matter what, and now you're sitting here thinking, yeah. gosh, if they lose Sunday, this is a disaster. Oh, yeah, and we'll get into that. It goes on. 75% chance of making the playoffs two weeks ago after the win against Cincinnati. 53% chance of making the playoffs last week after losing to Oakland. They didn't play, and now they're out of the out of the playoffs. And and by the way, now Indy is 6-3, and three, and now you got to win to keep pace with them. You have that tiebreaker, mm-hmm. which is huge, but now you got to win to keep pace with them, and now you got to worry about the Titans. 
Yeah. So there's there's teams you didn't you, you shouldn't you didn't want to have to be worrying about that you're now going to have to be worried about. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're worried about the future of college football over the next month, I think you probably have a right to be. We'll get into some of that. You'll hear from Coach Day coming up at the bottom of the hour as well. Off and running here on a Football Friday, Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on the Fan. The only workplace in America to participate in the doorknob fart game. And we also play office basketball and sometimes do radio. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. A show that knows its limitations. you will learn to control that. You're listening to Bishop and Laurinaitis. Hey, brought to you by our great friends at Window Nation. If you're in need of search to replace for windows, check them out. 866-90-NATION, windownation.com. They will take care of you the way that they take care of us. Get cold. Get it sorted out, kids. Boise State played last night, buddy. Yeah. They played against Colorado State. They play, they beat them 52-21. to 21. They did so without 14 players. Oh. Can I interest you in that? Yeah. The the issue that I mean we we don't need to beat this thing uh, to death uh, and and just keep saying the same thing over and over again. So I'm, I'll refrain from doing so. Well, it's but not beat the same to, thing over and over. It's it's we're passionate about our football team. Our conference put in the strictest, yeah. the strictest for good reason. They because they care about player health and safety. Yep. Right. They put in these protocols, and so. You would think if there was an outbreak that made the Big Ten go, nope, you're red flagged, boom, you're done. Okay, no contest. And we would all we all would agree, and we'd probably say, gosh, 21 days, that's still a lot. But you know what? They do care about the player safety. The issue that we've had, and we will continue to have throughout the whole season, is when teams voluntarily shut down their own programs, when they don't meet the strictest protocols in all of the NCAA. That's where we have Correct. the issue. Well summed up, and that's the issue. I never would have I never would have thought we'd be in a situation. You couldn't have thought you'd be in a situation where teams who had enough players to play ch- volunteered not to. Right. Chose not to play. You the assumption is that you want to play. Yep. That you would want to play, that you'd have enough guys. And you know what? Even it, like we had Jay Layman, he goes, "I can't even wrap my head around that." You know, Mace was thinking about he he re- he told that story to us about Mace who's thinking it from a coach's perspective of I'm not sure I'd you know I'd even want to. I'd feel pretty good about that. And Layman says, I don't care if we're down, guys. I want to play. No doubt. I want to why play is the it? game. Like, that's why the point. Is it? What I'm, we're here to play the game. That's what I kept saying on the telecast last week. Is like, people are like, well, why is Justin still in? Why? Football is fun. Playing college yeah, football is a blast. That's why they do it all. Yeah. That's why when you're playing Youngstown State as a senior and you're up whatever at halftime and Fickle comes to you in the beginning of the third quarter and goes, hey, you're about to be. Nope. Nope. Don't even talk to me, Luke. I'm going back out there. Not until, yeah. not until, give me a couple more series. Why? Right. What do you have to prove, James, against the Penguins? Nothing. I wanted to play college football in the shoe because I knew it was senior year and my time was limited. Right. That's why I wanted to enjoy it and soak it up. Trying yeah. to be in the moment and enjoy playing ball. So That's why you guys do what you do. The sacrifices that are made, the hours that are put in, it's the reward. I don't Saturday. understand it from, an, from a pure perspective of building depth as a coach. Like, I didn't see at all what Mace was talking about. Mace, it, it, okay, if Talia can't play, about it. if Rakim you, Jarrett can't play, I don't care what the embarrassing score looks like. Guess what? People are going to look at that and say, damn, they didn't have Tungla Valoa, they didn't have Jarrett. They didn't. I don't even know who it is positive. I'm just naming names, right? Yeah, but right. you know what? Maybe there's a kid in here 
that gets to play football that would have never gotten to see the field against the Ohio State Buckeyes, and he gets to go out there and experience it. It might not be a great experience, but you know what? He's going to have fun regardless. You have fun even in losses. You enjoy playing the game because it's your passion. It's your love. When I played with the Rams, it wasn't one game where I was like, the hell, I don't want to be out here. Not one. And we got our tails kicked a bunch. But there was not one time. Because you look up and early in the game, no matter what, guess what? I'm going against Adrian Peterson right there. I'm going against Brett Favre playing against my childhood team in the Minnesota Vikings. I don't care what the final score is. This is a That's blast. Right. Some of these college kids will never... I mean, it's, it's, it's sad. It's, to me, it, it, it's building depth. Like, if Ohio State had cases, for one, I don't think we would self-shut down the program. Right. Two, I think you'd look at it like, okay, well, player, you know, say there's an outbreak in the receiver room. You know, you go out there and you say, well, go, you know what, Fleming and G. Scott and some of these guys, it's your turn, your time. We'll see what you got for 21 days, and then we'll come back. I'm going to tell you something else. If, if Maryland, ha- if there were significant players, and right now there's eight who tested positive over a seven-day period, which is not even close to the threshold. Not even close. Um, and we still don't have an answer in terms of did guys play pos- with positive tests against Penn State? We still have not heard from the Big Ten Commissioner on this. This is now two programs who have shut down, quote, out of an abundance of caution. Out of an abundance of caution. So that's ha- it's happened twice. Wisconsin did this, and now you have it uh, at Maryland. Um, the-, the other thing that I think, to your point, Let's say it is, that, that just for the sake of this conversation, that's Jarrett and Tungabailoa, and let's say it's their, their best players, their most important players. I do think that Ryan Day would be compassionate about that if they played. Yeah. If you're playing to your four, I don't think he's going to have Justin Fields in in the fourth quarter against the no. fourth string quarterback at Maryland up 77 to nothing. No. I don't think he'd do that. I think he'd run out his quarterback. I think he'd let the starters play the first half. Second half, he'd, he'd work on his depth. No doubt. But now, now all of that's been taken away. I think coaches would be understanding of that. Once a game is in, in, in in control and you have it yep. by the throat. You're up forty eight to nothing. Okay, that's good. Well, let's go play this thing out. And let's get these guys some work. But you're deprived of that. Yep. I mean, someone needs to answer this. I do believe there needs what to be I'm, an answer for how. I'm, why are we Why are we shutting down programs with eight tests? So here's what else, here's the other place where it hurts us. Ryan Day. Both times we talked to him the last two weeks on the phone, he has mentioned subtly we're playing catch up. We are so far behind. As far as our development in the season, yes, we look good. Sure, we can make the playoff. But with other teams having four more games than us, we are so far behind as far as situational awareness, stuff that you can't touch in practice. There's a there's a feel of, to him, we were talking about Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave and, and their practice habits and all that. And he's like, we have to limit their practice habits because we want everyone to go absolutely all out every single practice habit. Well, we can't have them practicing 70 snaps of practice. So by trying to say, hey, because here's why. If you go, why don't you just do more reps in half speed? Half speed creates bad habits. You can't play football half speed. So when you do only like half speed stuff, like you're creating bad habits. So you want them to get full speed. You can only go full speed so many plays in a practice period. So, th- like, so the way he's thinking of it is all these cumulative reps, like they're doing more padded practice stuff now because they didn't, weren't able to go for pads, if you don't remember, back in camp. For like four weeks, they were just helmets. Yeah. Remember, like the Big Ten kept oh, pushing sure. back when yep. they could do contact? So in their yeah. minds, like, yeah, no wonder why we can't tackle very well, you know, and our twos get in there. But because we're so far behind. So there was already this feeling of overwhelming of, like, we have to rush to catch up to everybody else, to Clemson, to Bama, to Notre Dame. Yeah. To where now, like now you pause a week again, and you're gonna say, "All right, 
I guess I guess the only benefit for us is, and it's gonna feel weird to say, but they're gonna get to sit back and watch Indiana, and they're gonna get to sit back and start you know preparing. That's the difference. Is that today when they go practice, they would have you know instead of practicing for Maryland yesterday or today, now it's boom on to Indiana. Yeah, and that stinks and it, for the yeah. Hoosiers because you're gonna get it a does. team that's fresh, teams that that's ticked off that they didn't get to play this weekend, um, and a team that's focused and has extra preparation time on you. So. Yeah, there's no it's question. Just, all of that is true, but also you, as a as a player now, you you almost have to say, well, we'll play Indiana. I, I'll believe we're going to play Indiana when we play them. Because yeah. who knows? Who knows? And and that's the hard it's thing. Literally, the preparation day day. Yep. and having things pulled out from under you. You hear from Coach Day on that coming up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on the fan. One guy is fat, the other is fatter, and both are kind of stupid. Pretty much sums up the whole show. Uh-huh. Common man and Tebow. Oh. Weekdays from three to six. The fan. It's Bishop and Laurinaitis's What's Up. What's up, man? you. All right, here's what's up on a football Friday, and this is just some breaking news in the last five or six minutes uh, since we went to break. The Cleveland Browns closed their facility this morning as a player has tested positive for COVID-19. They're doing the contract contact tracing rather now to see what further protocols need to take place. Uh, we've seen this throughout the league. We've had, uh, you know, the, the Stafford, Roethlisberger's dealing with this. The NFL has pushed forward, and um, we'll see what comes of it. But a this is the first positive test for a Browns player since uh, since the season started. So yeah. that's, uh, that's, that's where you stand on that point, and we'll see what happens up there from there. Um, all right, back to Ryan Day. So on the Ryan Day show yesterday, obviously he addressed – not playing a game in myriad ways. So the first reminder that, oh, yeah, we're trying to play amidst a pandemic is is something that Ryan Day talked about, and here he was from the coaches show yesterday. Yeah, we talk about it every day, uh, but I think when it when it hit home, hits home like this, is you know, when it, when it affects you, and it does, the first time we've really been strongly affected by it. And, you know, there, there are cases throughout the country and throughout Ohio that are really high right now, so we've got to be as careful as ever. And uh, it's it's frustrating, especially again when you make all the sacrifices and do things the right way, uh, and, and it's still you're not able to play this weekend. It is discouraging, you know. It just you can't act like it isn't. It is. Um, so uh, yeah, it's it's even more of a reminder. He's I, I just so appreciate him. He's honest. So man. appreciate. He's, he's just guy. honest. Yeah, he's just and honest. He's just in not. a world where he is pulled and spread thin. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as being the head coach of Ohio State football. He always takes his time to be calculated, and and what I appreciate it. I mean, just listen to his press conferences. Like, yeah, most most coaches, right? They hear a question and they give you the coach speak answer. Like, oh, no, no, we don't we don't go this way. Blah 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 blah. And Ryan Day, you know, gives you like for instance, there was a question asked the other day. Um, I don't know who asked it. Maybe it was Dan Hope. Uh, I don't know who asked it, but it was like, are you upset that you? Or are you concerned that your backups haven't played more? Mm-hmm. And my instant reaction was, "What's Coach Speak going to say? Coach Speak's going to say, no, I mean, we're just happy to be three and zero. Yeah, you know, we just plug along. Sure. You know, blah blah blah. We're just trying to win his, games. Yeah, his response. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I am. I am concerned because there's there's depth there that needs to be built, and you and you usually have your non conference games where you're able to build that depth and are able to get reps, and then they can build on that and get confidence against a lesser opponent, and then they're able to build up. And so if there is an injury or a COVID outbreak, just straight honest honesty. Yeah, I am concerned because usually by now our backups would have by now in a normal season, both C.J. Stroud and Jack Miller would have series plural under their belt. 
because you're playing a non-conference MAC opponent at some point to where they get in and they get direct sure. shot for a half. And although yeah. it might be against a lesser opponent, it's operating the huddle. It's commanding. You get to see how he reacts to maybe he throws a bad pass. Okay, okay, okay. I can't wait to see how this kid reacts to that. Uh, he made the wrong read there. Okay, now you have you have tape to teach off of that isn't just going in practice because even in practice right now, like these practices, they might have one today and yesterday to where now they can have CJ and Jack get more reps or Julian Fleming or, or uh, G. Scott more reps or whoever you want to, Paris Johnson at right tackle. Why? Because they don't have an opponent. So, yeah. But you're still only going in those reps against your own defensive players. So Paris Johnson knows exactly what a Tyler Friday or what a Noah Potter or what whoever he's going up against, he knows their strengths and weaknesses. He knows what Kerry Combs is going to do. And usually when you put the young guys in against the young defense, it goes mostly basic stuff. You want to see how he reacts against a Maryland team in the second half that's going to throw blitzes and pressures and keep attacking, and he doesn't know what their stunts are going to do. And, oh, by the way, when you're a backup in against another team in the Big Ten, their starters stay in. Like, when you get blown out, starters, you don't get out too. (laughs) You're out there. So now you're trying to play extra fired up because you know that they put their backups in, now you're embarrassed. Like, that's how you want to see your players react. You don't get that. You don't get those reps, and you haven't gotten them yet. I mean, Jack Miller got, what, one series to do a bunch of run plays against Nebraska, and CJ got in to hand the ball off once to Williams. That's it. That's what your backup quarterbacks have in the event that either Justin unfortunately got COVID or Justin unfortunately gets dinged up for a couple weeks. Yep. That's That's right. Here's Coach on how disappointing it is not to play the Maryland game. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's very, very disappointing. Um, You know, it's the hard thing. You know, it's what I've said about all these teams who had to go through this is that you know, when you do everything right, you make all these sacrifices and, and still not able to play, it's just it's hard. It's hard to look your team in the face and tell them you're not playing another game. You know, we lost four games on the front end, and, and now we lose another one. So uh, not fun, but uh, there's nothing we can do about it. And to worry about things you can't control is is, uh, is nonproductive. So we're just going to worry about what we can control, and that's going to be about getting better. Uh, we went out there and practiced yesterday. We're going to go out there and practice today and try to keep the same routine. I think it's important to do that because – uh, everything has been so off schedule um, over this last year. We want to keep things as much of a routine as possible. He's great at that. He's great at that. And that was courtesy of the Ryan Day show yesterday here on The Fan. Um, he, he's been great at that. We're lucky to have him. Uh, the disappointment is palpable. And the not knowing what's to come is incredibly frustrating. And and so that's what he's got. He's he's had to deal with a lot, man. He's had to deal yeah. with a lot. And and has handled it handled it very very well. Um, Doug Lee Maurice is going to join us up coming up next as he does every football Friday. And there's a lot to get to with Doug. And he's had some time to think about some of the things and some of the decisions the Big Ten has had to make. And I'm curious to see, or rather, these schools have had to make. And I'm curious to get his take on it. Usually has a different perspective than one that you've heard previously. So he will join us coming up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis, right here on the Fan. Radio. It opens your mind to stimulating conversation and live sports. And best of all, it still costs zero. The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. The classiest show on this station, which isn't saying much. This is Bishop and Laurinaitis. All right, time to head out on the Brian Heating Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Our great friend Doug LaMaurice, Cleveland.com, joining us on a football Friday, as he always does. No football game this week. Uh, Doug, the, the thing that I'm having a tough time understanding, and I, I guess I never thought of this, the Big Ten put together, at the time that the Big Ten put together the protocols of return to play, the Big Ten put together the most most cautious, safe-as-you-could protocols to return to play. 
my assumption would be that unless you were within those parameters, you would play. Is where's the transparency yeah. here? Is Maryland in those parameters at all? From for the reports, we they, they in their statement it was eight players, and they're not playing. Right. Uh, I think the key word there is cautious. We all agree. We all know that the Big Ten has been the most cautious conference with this. And I do think you have to give some power to the individual schools that if it feels like, I think both Wisconsin and Maryland in canceling games, I think before they got to those parameters, it must have felt like, well, we're on the way to that. And we're not going to wait until we're there. We're going to call it now. Now, I do, the hard thing is you're relying on the schools to say what the testing numbers are. Maryland in the release said they had eight positive tests, right, when they canceled it. And then Boise State said last night they had nine positive players and five others in contact tracing, and they played last night. So that is difficult, and I get the frustration, and Ryan Day was asked about that, and I think he's a little frustrated about that as well. But I do think we all have to realize if the Big Ten was going to come back, they were going to come back under extreme caution, and I think you just chalk this up to that. And it's hard for me, even though there are thresholds, it's hard for me to argue too much. If the public health officials at Maryland talk to the Big Ten and said, listen, this is where we are, we don't want to play, we can't play, I I have a hard time arguing with that too much. I think schools have a good idea of whether it's safe to play or not. Yeah, Doug, I guess the first thing that I thought of right away was Illinois. And we got there and called the game against Purdue, and right before kick, they... They tried to say that a lot of the stuff during the week was rumors when it came to COVID. It turns out they had two positives and then I think 14 guys because of contact tracing had to miss the game against Purdue, and they went out and played. And so you look at it and you say, okay, they played, but yet Maryland is not. They have eight positives. We don't know the contact tracing numbers, but right. if the Big Ten has the most strict protocols and a team, and I don't, I'm not against Maryland saying, hey, we're being cautious, but I do think it should count as a forfeit and not a no contest. Because if it doesn't meet the strictest guidelines of the Big Ten and all Power Five that the Big Ten set up, then you're opting not to play the game. That does have a trickle-down effect on Ohio State's games now and other teams as well that this has happened to, uh, as you look at Purdue being one of those teams in the West. And you're now looking at a team that if this happens again, and I'm not saying that Ohio State's going to be able to play the rest of the schedule out, what happens if they're only able to get four games and five games in? It's just there is a trickle-down effect to it, and I guess... I'm just confused on why Illinois decides to push through, and yet Maryland decides, nope, we're good. Yet, why do we even have these strict protocols in place? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it does make sense. Like again, it's hard because you're relying on the you know the schools to say what the numbers are. You know, if Maryland has, we don't know what Maryland's contact tracing is yet, but eight positives among players. You know, if Illinois had two positives and other contact tracing. If, if Maryland had eight positives, you have to assume there's some probable contact tracing there on top of that, I guess. Um, I do think it's hard because, and, and I had the numbers in, in a story I wrote this morning, when the Big Ten canceled, and I just used Ohio numbers as a guideline, when the Big Ten canceled in August, Ohio as a state had about 1,000 cases per day on a seven-day rolling average. When they came back in mid-September and said, hey, we're going to play, they had about 1,000 cases a day on a seven-day rolling average. Ohio right now has 6,000 cases a day on a seven-day rolling average. So I also think that 
you know, you sort of put these guidelines in place in one world and everything right now across the country, the numbers are way up. So I also understand leaning more toward caution where there's just greater community spread everywhere right now. And the Big Ten has talked a lot about a clean playing field. Christina Johnson said it. Gene Smith said it in September that what they're really worried about, we want to make sure when we're playing, we don't have any positive guys while we're playing, so we're passing it between teams. And if you're worried, listen, we have this many positives, we just don't know if we can have a clean field, even if we're not at the threshold. Like, I get it. And the forfeit thing, I know what you're saying, James, but I don't think Ohio State, like, making the playoff is going to come down to whether their game against Maryland was ruled a forfeit or ruled a no contest. You know what I mean? And I do think if it just gets wacky enough, listen, if Ohio State's clearly one of the four best teams and they get the short end of the stick because a couple opponents can't play, the playoff's going to put them in. You know, like one way or another, they're not going to wind up with a playoff of Northwestern and Texas A&M because Alabama and Ohio State had opponents who couldn't play. Like, I just think that will get sorted out in the end. I tend to agree with you that. I I think as long as it's within reason, um, because I I think one of the biggest misconceptions here was that the Southeastern Conference is going to play all their games, and they have four games out this weekend. There will be more, as you've mentioned, the numbers up, which goes back to something, and it's just an aside, that, that we were talking about in July. Play as soon as possible. Get these things in. Their original plan for the schedule probably would have allowed for seven or eight games if, if you were going to play them. Um, but but that's something we can't go back and change. Do you think that the best chance, because uh, I was thinking about this, because the, these numbers aren't changing. We know that. And we get a pep talk from DeWine, but it's going to go up next week and we're going to be in shutdown. I mean, we can all see it coming. Nothing's going to change. So it's gonna, they're going to get worse and worse. Is, the, is the, the conclusion of the college football season something where it's a bubble? And you take the four teams, you, you select your four, you're the committee. Because the mo- I think what most people want to see done is you want to award those championships. You want to reward the highs. By the way, I think this is going to hurt Justin a lot, um, not playing this weekend, and if more of these happens. Um, is that the most logical conclusion, Doug, that we bubble and play you know, four teams over two weeks? Maybe. And, and the, the, you know, the bubble word is interesting because I do think, and, and lots of people have said this, you know, Ohio State is heading towards Thanksgiving break for its students in two weeks, or we're, you know, I think we're, we're 12 days away from that. Like, that's going to be a little bubble in itself, a little bit more of a bubble, right? That you're going to reach a point where Ohio State's going to play its last three regular season games as scheduled without students on campus. And that's going to allow you to bubble up a little bit. And, and most colleges are doing that. Once the, once the kids go home for Thanksgiving, they're not coming back. So I do think there's a little bit of a line here that if you can kind of hold on and maybe get through these next two weeks one way or another, maybe you give yourself a better chance from there on out that if nobody's coming back till mid-January, you know, you're maybe creating a football bubble within your own community and – Maybe that is it. Maybe we're not dealing with, you know, Rose Bowl or Rose Bowl Sugar Bowl. Everybody go here. Maybe you're you're creating some kind of playoff. I do think the playoff might have to be flexible here. But I, I think the main assumption people have to make is you can't make you can't make too many assumptions about the future based on what happened right now because more is going to happen, Bo. As you said, yeah. this isn't going to be the last thing. They're going to keep adjusting. Oh, this team was if you didn't play this many games, you can't play in this championship. Listen, they're going to be realistic about this. Again, they're, they're going to have to be flexible and realistic. 
And that also includes realizing there's just probably very, very highly likely going to be more canceled. What do we have to 11 or 12 this weekend? A couple Uh, weekends ago, there were three games canceled. There were only three. Last week, there were 10. Now we're at 11. Again, we're trending the wrong way, and you're just going to have to find more ways to deal with this because I think it's going to keep happening. Yeah, I agree with you. Good talking with you as always, Doug. Thanks for your time, bud. All right. Good luck, guys. Thanks. All right, that's Doug Lamarie's Cleveland.com on the Brian Heating Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Much more to get to on this and and trying to put into perspective the path forward. He brought up a good point there, Threes, when you talk about um, the 1,000 rolling average over seven versus now six, that this is forever evolving. And I just continue to go. Your original plan was the plan. If you wanted to play the most games, that was the plan. Yeah. You had the bye weeks built in. You could have been playing in September. You could have been playing when the numbers were low, when it was slower. You could have. And they didn't. And so you won't. You're going to have less, lots less. Um, all right, NFL coming up next. Big news out of Cleveland. A Browns player tests positive. What does it mean for the game? We'll have, we have some details on that. And it's a big one for them as they start the second half and try to stay in that playoff picture. That's coming up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. Simultaneously passing the eye test, the smell test, and the ear test. Huge win. It's a big win. This is Bishop and Laurinaitis. You know, more, the more I thought about that in the break, the there ha, there had to be there has to be transparency, yeah, in college football on who. Look, the reason this works in the NFL is because you know college sports has all. This has been, you know, we there was transparency around. This is a public health crisis. It's a pandemic. Right, yep. And and I'm not suggesting that someone I, I'm I want to have proper sensitivity to that, and at the same time say, and this is something I said. I can't remember what day this. When did this? It all runs together. It was just Wednesday when we first heard about. I think our first show on this was Thursday, if sure. I remember right. I think it was Wednesday afternoon into Thursday. I can't remember. It could have been Tuesday afternoon into Wednesday. Whatever it was, um, it all runs together. The issue I had in that statement from Maryland was eight, past, eight, te- eight positive tests over seven days. Mm. Now, wait a second. Yeah. That means that you had positive tests going into Penn State. Yeah. Who played? Did they play while positive? Did they play? Someone needs to answer for that. If this is the way we're going to do it, where it's out of an abundance of caution, if it's out of an abundance of caution... Then somebody played with it. Did, did somebody play with a positive test? I'd have to go look at the injury report. Well, for one, it's just it's a joke that Kevin Warren, when you've had teams shut down, Kevin Warren hasn't said a thing. That's that's the first joke. Is it's a lack of leadership. It's incredible. Two, are they are they required to do PCR tests? Like I know that like for instance, like if a team really wants to play, for instance, i.e. Ohio State, yeah, and Jonathan Cooper tests positive. And they're like, wait, what? Coop did? No, let's do a PCR now. Let's make sure. Let's do the more accurate because the rapid antigen tests are great for trying to do practice every single day, but they're not 100%. So what's Ohio State do? They rush. They get a PCR. It comes back negative. Okay, that one's 100%. So he's, he's negative. It was a false positive, guys. Whew, can he play? Big Ten says no. Nope, that's not fair. That's a competitive advantage. They've since changed that since Penn State. How on earth getting a test is a competitive advantage? I have no idea. But Ohio State pushed forward and went to the ultimate intensity to get that test back. Are you required? That's what I want to know. So, for instance, Maryland. 
if Maryland tests some guys and it's only on the rapid antigen test, Bo, and they don't, well, you know what? We'll just trust that's accurate. We're not going to look into it. Probably most of them are real legit. How are you guys all feeling? Well, all eight of us are asymptomatic, which I don't know. I'm just saying for hypothetical sense. Even if four of the guys are asymptomatic, wouldn't you say, are they forced to do the PCR? That's what I want to know. Does the protocol say you can do it if you want, or are you forced to? Because I'm not sure they're forcing schools to then dive into that. Um, Illinois did the same thing. That's why they let Brandon Peters, like, he tests positive on the rapid antigen. They didn't announce it until they got the PCR results back because they didn't trust the rapid antigen. So there's there's there are issues as you go across the league, and it's not their fault. It's just the way the rapid antigen test works. It's a, it's a huge benefit. That is the reason, a big reason, why the Big Ten was able to open back up was this rapid antigen test. Yeah. But it's not perfect. So I'm, I'm just wondering... I don't know the protocols deep enough to whether they're making Maryland do the the PCR test, if that makes sense. Because even if it's because it imagine because yeah. if you do do a PCR PCR and only what if only three what if it's only five were actually positive and the rest are false. I, I'm a I'm a glasses half full guy. I'm optimistic by nature. Yeah. I try to see the best in people. I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. It, you do my best to go about life that way. I can't help just but, but wonder about this Maryland situation and go, are we sure you just didn't want to play Ohio State? And I that's the, that go, that can go down. If you start to peel it away, it can go to the worst of us. And I, I don't like doing it. I don't. Well, you know what I smashes think, that? I, I want, Transparency I get, and coming out and say, hey, here's our data. Right. Here's who's test positive. Here's what we have with contact tracing. Yep. This is what we have to be concerned about. Because yeah. you know what? what? What changes that? You're exactly right, Threes. What changes that is Loxley or a president or an athletic director at Maryland or the commissioner of this conference coming out and saying, here's why they're not playing. Yeah. Because they have eight positive tests, but they've got 36 kids who have contact traced. We have a feeling all of them are going to be positive, which, by the way, you shouldn't because you can test them all. And right. we, you should know. You should know right away. Um, that's that's what stops it. So what's going to give they, it look, away, this is, this is in all part of life, buddy, right now. What That's an all part away. of life. Is you, if you have conspiracy theory, can quickly be debunked with transparency. Yeah. Quickly, of course. Quickly. Here, here's where we're gonna know though. Who, who's Maryland play next week? Do you have any idea? I have no idea. I'm just. I don't know. I'm folding it. my wife's clothes as we talk. Thank God I'm not doing Maryland terrapins daily. Yeah, <laughs> my goodness. But here's why I asked the question. It's if it's if it's an opponent to where, what if they decide to do the PCR test? Like today, tomorrow. Oh, actually, no, there's only three guys. And here are the three guys. We're actually, whew, thank goodness we have false positives. So we're good to go next week. That's where it comes back to bite you. Because if you have eight dudes, those eight guys better be out for 21 days. So name the people. Michigan we're going to find State out. Next. So find out, right? That's why you should release the names because they have to be out for 21 days. If they truly test a positive. You know, like the NFL... Um now, now this is there's a CBA. It's collectively bargained. It's pros. It's all of that. You go back to conversations you and I have had a thousand times over the course of these 35 weeks. Amateurism, liability was always going to be a problem for college sports. It continues to be now. Um, but there's if there, the NFL has transparency. You end up on a COVID list. 
uh, the yeah. three positive tests to get back, and then you can get back if 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 those po- or three negative tests rather to get back, and then and then you can get back to work, and that's the way that it goes. And you're seeing that with the Browns. We'll get to them in a second uh, with the positive test that happened within the last hour up there. So they shut down the facility. Uh, there will be a player that will be on a COVID list at some point today. That'll yep. be on a COVID list, and you'll know. By the way, this is not a scarlet letter. No. So I don't know why we're acting like it is. Nobody treats it. Look, these everybody can be following the strictest. You think about what NFL players are. Look at Roethlisberger's on this list. Doesn't mean he didn't yeah. test positive. It was McDonald. Look at the the lengths that they've gone to be able to play, and they still get it. Not everyone is running around without a mask on playing tennis. Not everyone is gathering among a thousand people. Like that's not what's happening. That's not happening, man. That, right. that you can get this in any way. This is no scarlet letter. I get a, a buddy, my my son's one of his buddies tested positive at the start of football season, and they were they were being very cautious with yeah. it, and still tested positive, and he was out for you know two weeks, um, mm-hmm. and then and then came back. Like there's, there's no scarlet letter to this. So why are we acting like there is? Why is right. this any different than if you show up on an injury report for a high ankle sprain? Why is it any different than if you show up on a, on a report for something else? In fact, I would say it's more important to know what, why you're on this injury report, how many test positive. Wouldn't that help control the spread it's, in a global it's, pandemic? I would argue it's vitally important. We need to know right. who tested positive and when so that we can fact check the fact that we're not just leaving it up to these schools to handle it the right way because without transparency, people will doubt so I want to know who tested positive when. Did any play against Penn State? Because Penn State University needs to know. Penn, Penn State, State should be calling them out and saying, hold on absolutely. a second, seven days ago, St- who? Can we say the names it. of who, please? And I don't know that that – and now I will say that we have no proof that this thing transfers in football. None. Hasn't happened in the NFL. Right, but you Hasn't could happened. but you could also walk up to somebody after a game, dap them up and do whatever and talk to them and joke around and it takes one burst of laugh to have some spit fly out of your mouth and next thing yeah. you know it doesn't cause or like advance the spread of COVID. I'm just saying yeah. if I'm Penn State I would still like to know. Yeah, I think they're owed. I think they're owed to know. Because from what I can tell, based on their statement and, and again this is me, you hit that's the point, buddy. You nailed it. That's it. Transparency stops conspiracy. Simple. The, the, I guess maybe Show the, your silence, work. the silence says more than anything else. Just like the silence when we were trying to get the season fired back up, the fact they didn't say anything, and you start then, guess what? People start to throw out theories about why. Is it politics? Is it the Democratic right. governors in Michigan or the leaders in Michigan? Was it this or that? You know what stops it? Leadership, coming out, giving reasons, talking. You lost credibility when you said this won't be revisited, and then you revisited it. Right. Oh, okay. you lost so credibility. Here's you, what we learned: when you don't believe a word Kevin Warren says, because you had one chance at the beginning, you have one chance at a first impression. Yeah, and it went awful. Yeah, and there's there's no. You, you think about Sankey was out there this week in the SEC. They have four canceled games this week. Bowlesby, yep. you'll hear from him in the eleven o'clock hour. The Big Twelve Commissioner, he was out there talking this week, and you, you have nothing. From yep. the Big Ten, nothing, saying saying that it's a problem. I I want to be very clear. I am sensitive, to, very sensitive, and cautious. And and I, I you and you and I are probably very similar in how we've gone about our business off off the air, right? In terms of how cautious we are. I don't go anywhere without a mask. No, I don't. Either. It's been on the whole. I don't ever take it off. Everywhere I go, I have it on. Anytime I go into a building, I have it on. And honestly, I've never seen. I've never been even allowed to go into a place 
without one, although I don't really question it. I just put it on when I go into any building. It's been that way for me for 35 weeks. So yeah. this is I'm not somebody who's willy-nilly about this virus and thinks it's fake. No. I think it's very, very real. I think the spread is a problem. I think hospitals are going to be in a world of hurt. In about a month, it's going to be a bigger problem. Well, I promise and you already, the, the, the amount of people in hospitals up there in, in Cleveland, you know, just from my mother-in-law, she's saying it's it's starting to get yeah. back towards towards March. Well, she said in March we were never overflowing, but, right. you know, it's starting to get back to the, hey, you know, those who have nursing experience in the past, kind of be prepared kind of thing. Um, and they're, I think she said they are or they already have, the Cleveland Clinic has shut down elective surgeries again. Yeah, that's the same my two neighbors. It's going to happen. It's going to come well. to the, Ohio the, Health they're, 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 and Ohio State as well. Elective. I mean, you can sense the yeah. governor's tone. What, what has Dewine done every single time? Whether you love him or hate him, what has he done every single time with these press conferences? He hints about something and then it comes. Have you heard one no. time where he has hinted about something and then it went the other way with this? No, no, no. And and honestly, I don't know that that shutting down. You know, and this is a different conversation, but I don't know that shutting down restaurants and bars and all of that is. I don't think that fitness clubs is somehow. I don't think issue. that's going to be. I, the I'm, not, I'm not studying this, right? But it's, no, I'm not either. So the I should, areas I'll I've, be not, careful, I've been but. more. I'll put it this way: I've had a, a wedding and I've had a funeral this year. I was more nervous at both of those events because it's emotional, like. And it's all of us. When, when I'm at my sister's wedding, which thank goodness she put it on because she was able to have the photos with my dad and my dad walk her down the yeah. aisle, I told her to postpone yeah. it. I said, postpone it a year. I'm not sure it's good for grandma and grandpa to be there for blah, blah, blah. But, Bo, when you're there, I saw family members I hadn't seen since senior year in high school. So you mean tell right. me I'm not supposed to go up and hug my aunt and uncle I haven't seen since I was 18? Right. I'm not supposed to go hug grandma and grandpa? I'm not supposed yeah. to, you know, like you sit there and you're like, you know what? No. I am. And I know there are people, some people who haven't, but I chose to say, you know what? I am. And thankfully for our family, there was no spreader at those events. But I think that's yeah. a big thing. That's hard for people. How at it a funeral is. is my sister not supposed to hug every person that walks through the line and says, I'm sorry for your loss? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's only going to, there's only going to be more of this. Um, and, um, we, we were seeing it this morning, uh, up in Cleveland with the Browns with a positive test. Um, right now, Game on, and and the the anticipation is that they will play the Texans on Sunday. We'll get you a preview of that coming up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. Buckeyes, Jackets, Crew, and Panama Ted yelling about something being too hot. I don't understand it either. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Pushing the limit of how many times you can say the word thing in one show. That's the next thing. That is the next thing. This is Bishop and Laurinaitis. Browns game still on. One positive test. Doing the contract tracing, but the facility is closed today up in Berea. Their second half challenge, we mentioned this in the first hour of the program off the top. The, the, you know, you, you beat Cincinnati and you get to 5-2 and two and you have a 75% chance of making the postseason. 75% probability. Uh, yeah. You lose to the Vegas Raiders and that probability drops to 53 you don't play, and you're now out of the playoffs. And the team that you beat, uh, that you're one of the teams that you beat, that you're going to be competing with for that last playoff spot is Indy. They won and are now six and three. So now mm-hmm. they're in the mix. Tennessee's in the mix. Miami's definitely in the mix. They'd be in right now, and the Raiders are in the mix. So while we looked at this after Cincinnati and said, "All right, three teams, four teams for three or four teams for 
was it four teams for three spots? I think is what we said at that time. I, and, I, I, and I don't now know. you lost me. You told me there'd be no math, so I'm out. I'm out. If I can't do it on a TI eighty three plus, I can't do it. I'm out. <laughs> it has been a week. Um, by the way, have you ever used any of that stuff from the the TI eighty three in your real life? What do you mean? You don't use sine, cosine, and tangent every day? <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. Uh, no. I'm not sure I've used any of it. Ever. <laughs> no, um, no, I don't. My wife the other day goes to me and she goes, you know what I might do? She's like, I might go back, not right now, obviously, with timing of, of everything, but she's like, I might, maybe I'll go be, like, I, I have like a, a desire to be like a math teacher. And I just stared at her. And she, goes, and she goes, I just don't know what, she goes, I just don't know what, what age. And I'm like, I just, again, I just stare. Three-year-olds like, for me. And here's the thing, like when I took math, and now it's the easy levels out of Ohio State, the business school, but like 130, like that that range of courses, like I cruise through, like because mm-hmm. here's the thing, I am a creature of habit. I'm a, once you give me a formula, I can memorize said formula and roll. So once I got it down, and I had, you know, I took advantage of the tutors that they provided for us at Ohio State and all that. So over at the at Sasso, and so I went and I, I went and I boom, I crushed it, crushed it. I'm talking about like hundred percent on tests, like, like walked out of there, yeah. swagged out, like got it. My problem Got is it. like two weeks later, now my brain's absorbed, you know, absorbed with guard, pull, trigger, go, you know, and next thing you know, you're like, wait, what? What was that formula wait, what? again? What happened? Can I, can, yeah. I, can I get that oh. back? So that's, I mean, <laughs> anyway, but she loves numbers. She loves math, all that. And I'm like, okay. All God right, bless buddy. you, honey. You do it. God honey. bless you, Cersei. Yeah. Um, so the Browns, look, the math could get a little tricky in this one. The most similar opponent that they've played to Houston is Dallas. And I understand what Dallas is now, but when the Browns played Dallas, they had Dak, and he threw for 500, and they put 40 on the board. Uh, now the Browns won that game. It's 48 to 38 or something like that, whatever it ended up being. Um, the Browns ran for about 300 yards in that game, and that's what they ought to be able to do against Houston on Sunday. The weather up there is not going to be great. It's going to be rainy in the morning. Uh, it's going to be cold. Uh, could be very similar, honestly, to the game they, the conditions they played in. I don't know if the wind's going to be as bad, but the conditions they played in against the Raiders, which ought to fit right into their game plan, because yep. they can run it. And the one thing that they struggle with, the two things the Browns struggle with are two things, uh, are one of the things that Houston does very well, which is throw the ball deep down the field. They've got burners. But if the weather's not great, that could impact it a lot. I do think that Houston, and also I would put Atlanta in this category, are much, much more dangerous than their record would lead you to believe. Kevin Stefanski feels that way as well. Here he is yesterday. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, look at their schedule and look at the teams that they've played uh, all really good football teams, likely playoff teams, teams that we've played that we know are good. Uh, so we understand the challenge. I, I know that, that we get wrapped up in, in records, but we understand the challenge that, that, is gonna, that we're going to face on Sunday, I think, versus a really good football team. So they did not address the defensive issues um, at the deadline. They didn't. They weren't able to make a trade. Um, they've tried to be involved in, involved with guys who are cut, like McKinley, and, and were not awarded him. They put a waiver claim on him, but he went to uh, Cincinnati instead. They didn't do anything in the back end, so they have issues back there. If you're Joe Woods, the defensive coordinator, and you're playing a Houston team, and let's say that it's it's that the way, that you can throw it, and you got Fuller, Stills, Cobb, who's catching about everything underneath. Um, and there's one more dude there that I'm missing. Who am I missing? There's another. Oh, Cooks. So you have you have two burners, and then Cobb in the slot, and then Stills is the fourth. And you have the problems you have on the back end. 
What can he do to slow that down? Because, buddy, you can't just rely on Miles Garrett to get a strip sack every game. No, no. And, and really, I, my gut says you got to play zone because you can, you don't want to turn your back to him. How are you going to turn your back to that guy? You're going to turn right. your back to that to that man? I, I wouldn't, right? So I think that's the tough thing is you, you have to play. Uh, what, what, what I've seen more success this year. With guys playing, you know, basic zone, making quarterbacks work after the snap, rally to the football against guys like Mahomes and them, it doesn't work, doesn't always work because a lot of times they can pick you apart. But the the reason is, is you have to be patient in the sense of we're gonna be we're gonna let Houston kick field goals. So Houston thrives in the deep pass, right? So if you play some kind of deep zone soft coverage. It will be frustrating as a fan because what you're going to see is you're going to see you know checkdowns and chunks and they feel like they're going to move down the field. That's fine, but I always felt like you can move down the field all you want. But if you're kicking a field goal, that's a win for us. That's a win for us. Don't. It's mm-hmm. when you give up the 45 yard bomb where it's a quick strike, quick drive, and even if they get in the end zone, like if you make Deshaun Watson dilly dally all the way down the field and get a 12 play drive and you know he gets a touchdown late, okay, good for him. Is he willing to stay patient the whole game and win that way? And very few guys are, especially young players. Mm-hmm. Now, your offense also has to be able to match. So it's important if you're going to play that way defensively, you feel like, okay, hey, I feel like Chubb's going to be able to run the football. We're going to be in control. We're going to go down there and get at least a field goal as well so the game stays in flux. But a lot of times, like the whole bend but don't break defense, that, I don't care at all when teams play that way. Because that, that means threes, sure. Absolutely. I mean, there, there are a lot of games that we played against the Seahawks where we knew they'd be in single and cover, cover three back in the Legion of Boom days, and we'd go down the field, and we'd find a way, Steven Jackson, break a run, and we get down there, then boom, field goal, okay, then boom, field goal, okay, boom, field goal, all right, whew, we're up 9-3 at halftime, great, all of a sudden, you know, we're playing, and then we feel confident about ourselves, we get aggressive, we blitz, Russell breaks a tackle, boom, bomb, shot, next thing you know, okay, 10-9, Seahawks. All right, yeah. and then we go down, kick field goal. Okay, 12-10. Oh, boom, another touchdown, 17-12. All right, now, it, now we're in trouble. Yep. They didn't care. They, were, they, were, they would go ahead, kick field goals. We're going to keep playing cover three, cover one, because when you get in the red zone, things get tighter. And if you don't have a – that's where quarterbacks get impatient. Okay, now I got, I got th- can I thread this one in here? Can I thread – so if I'm the Browns, you don't try not to be great out in the open field, but I'm going to say we really need to hone in on the details of the red zone. How do we make sure we keep guys out? Let's spend more time in the red zone so that when, sure, teams get down here, but let's not give up the explosives. We'll try to get takeaways where we can, but it's imperative you keep them three because two trips yeah. down, even if your offense does stumble, you, you let them come down, kick a field goal, Baker goes three and out, boom, they come down, kick a field goal. Okay, six nothing. That's it. That's all it is. Yeah. Six nothing. That's a touchdown. It doesn't feel overwhelming. But fourteen nothing feels overwhelming if your offense with, yeah. with a lack of offense. But six nothing does not. So it's it's limiting the big play and and obviously a red zone. Would you would you consider if you're Stefanski if you win the toss taking the ball? Oh, I take the ball every time. And running Nick Chubb and running mm-hmm. Nick Chubb. Yep. eight times. I never understood. And like that's why I appreciate. That's why I appreciate what Shiano did against chase. us. Not that yeah. it's a similar situation at all. This isn't Rutgers Ohio State. No, no, no. no. But no. I appreciate teams that play us and say the hell with kicking it to them. I'm not going to hope my defense can stop them. I'm just going to go down and try to... No, I'm I'm trying to be aggressive every time. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. They can't can't stop the run, and they can't run it. So for Cleveland, 
that's the that's the clear road roadmap. You have a yeah. healthy Whitetail, you have a healthy Austin Hooper, you have a healthy Nick Chubb, you've got Kareem Hunt, you have all these things. You run it right at them. You yeah. run it right at them, and then and then you understand that they will be relentless in their pursuit. Yep. Because of that kid at quarterback and the weapons that they have, they can't run the football. Yep. Houston will not even try. They won't. But they can throw it as good as anybody. And and that kid's been unbelievable. Deshaun Watson's been unbelievable the last six games. I mean, I, I mentioned this before this week. Last six games, lowest quarterback rating is 109. Yeah, 109. Good. <laughs> That's good. That's really, really good. Um, it's going to be really good to see the Bengals again. They get the Steelers uh, the late game, 425 on that game. So it's a rare chance where you're going to be fighting Browns and the Bengals, you'll be able to watch them both, and you're going to have the Masters going on as well. It is uh, the Bengals back after the bye. Last time we saw them, pretty impressive against Tennessee. Get you a preview of that. You'll hear from Joe Burrow up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. This is Ohio State basketball coach Chris Holtman on your home for Buckeye basketball, The Fan. The Fan. Ohio's sports destination. Top shelf conversation from top shelf gentlemen. That's a pretty emphatic situation. Is Bishop and Laurinaitis. Joe Burrow had to sit for a week after one of the most remarkable first half of rookie season at quarterback of all time. And he had to sit for a week and hear about Justin Herbert and Tua Tungavailoa. Mm. My guess is he'll play well. My guess is he'll play well. Uh, I think both you and I picked Cincinnati to cover. We did. Yeah. It's a seven. Um, I think both of us picked that. And um, and I do feel good about that. No Roethlisberger practicing all week. Um, and for Burrow, I think the idea of a bye week probably did him a lot of good. My guess is when they're doing self-scouting, he and Zach Taylor got together and say, hey, what do we like? What can you and I do better together? Here was Burrow on what they learned from the Baltimore game and what they can potentially take into the Pittsburgh game. Just get the ball out of my hands fast. Don't try to make a big play on every snap. Just execute the offense the way it's supposed to be executed and and the points will come and the wins will come. How valuable is that self scout in that week when you get oh, to it's awesome. the midway? Especially rookie year when you're swimming. Like yeah. everything is just you just you're go, 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 go. So you really do feel like you're just you're grasping. And to be able to to kind of pause and really dive in and, and not only just dive in, but to use that during the week of practice after and Say we're not preparing for an opponent, but we're able to. You know what? I want to. I want to work on this. I want to work on getting the ball out. You know, faster. Well, how do you do that? I mean, right. you do What's that in practice. Like? You do that against. You don't do that during a week. It's hard. It's hard to do that during a week of practice to really focus on your own technique because you're so focused on the little itty bitty details. Like I don't think people understand the little things that Joe Burrow. Like as a Mike linebacker, I had to go out on a walk through before a Wednesday practice and I had to know just our base stuff. How did our stunts change from week to week? You know, like just a week ago, you have to try to flush that all out of your brain. So last week, maybe we ran a speed stunt in cover two against the near eye. This week, we don't want to run speed. We want to run a hammer instead. So if you're not totally locked into that, you could be laughing about it. Ha, ha, ha. We're doing a walkthrough. Yeah, okay. Ready, over to. Ready, break. Out there. All right, speed, speed, speed. All of a sudden, tweet. Damn it, James. It's not speed. It's hammer. Speed was last week. Come on. Lock it in. It's that yeah. simple. It's that simple. So you got to be locked in. So if you're that locked in on a week-to-week basis, what about how are you going to be focused on? Okay, I want to be really focused on 
being at five and a half yards instead of lining up at six yards. I don't want to give it away too much. Want to cover two or cover three. But oh yeah, what's that stun again? It's hammer. Okay, no, I, I'm trying to focus on getting the hammer stun done. And then I'm thinking, what plays are they going to come out of this? What can hurt me then in cover two? I know I got closed in the middle of the field. Where's your speedy tight end or wide receiver? Is he at two? If he's lined at two, maybe I, maybe the hell with my five and a half. Maybe because of my ability, I need to get to six, six and a half. Although, so imagine that for a quarterback. I got to make the right check. I got to kill it. When are we killing the play all this? And then you have to get to it. Boom, the pass route. What coverage are they? And where do I go? Oh, get the ball out faster. But you can do that when you relax and it's time for just bye week because there is no game. And now you can focus on, I'm going against base coverages. I'm just going to focus on set, hut, boom, go, and be decisive. That's what I want to focus on this week. Or I want to focus on my footwork or this, that. That's where you can really get after it during a bye week. Yeah, and for 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 Zach and Joe, the opportunity, you're, it's, just, it's, so, it's such a good window you're giving people into what an NFL game week is like because so much of it is game plan opponent. Like the coaching... The, the coaching, the rhythm, all of those things, the install, all that stuff has been done for months in a normal season. It was done in, in the off season, frankly. It was done in training camp. Like the idea to like, okay, because you can get caught up in it. Because yeah. you're, you're just, you're just preparing for the next opponent and they come so fast. And, and it's to be able to have that week to go, okay, what do we like? When I call this play, what do you see? How can we get this ball out of your hand quicker? You're getting a nice connection with T. Higgins the last couple of weeks. How can yeah. we get more out of that? How can we get more out of out of A.J. Green? We had four new offensive line starters against Tennessee, and we whipped them. Why did that happen? Is that yeah. repeatable? Why aren't we getting Joe Mixon involved? Now he's been banged up. But why are we more successful with Gio Bernard than we are with Joe Mixon? Right. So how can we get Joe going a little bit here in this offense? These are the things that can be sorted out. It's invaluable. To be able to do that. And I think the Bengals, buddy, are going to be really frisky the rest of the season. I, I think they will be. I think, I think they're going to be a team. I know from the Cleveland perspective, you're glad you got two of them in early. Yeah. And you got the two Absolutely. wins. Because I think they're going to be really tricky going down. And I think, I think Burrow just knowing how his mind works a little bit. I think all of the talk of Tua and Herbert, you're going to get a little reminder on Sunday of how good he is. And I'm not suggesting that they beat Pittsburgh, but I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be shocked if they did. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't jump out to you as it maybe would have earlier this season, because you see that you see Joe getting more comfortable too, and that's the important thing with rookies. So as Bengal fans, the the crazy thing for you is, no matter how good Joe was early, there's a natural expectation that you're not a rookie anymore once you get past bye week. Like this whole thing, because yeah. really, in, in all honesty, Bo, within the next three weeks, four weeks, he's played his college a normal college season. So by the time yeah. you get to that last four of a season, you're saying, okay, you're really with bye week halfway through the season too. It's a, it's a deep breath of a, okay, we know what Joe can do. Here's we, but we expect him to grow because some of these games he's going to see. Sure, there's there'll still be some defenses he hasn't seen before, and there'll be a level of play and all that. But you expect the second half of any rookie to be better than the first half. At quarterback, at other positions, you kind of expect the rookie wall a little bit because of that. Quarterback's different. You're not necessarily going through the the grinder like we expected linebackers and you expect running backs to hit a wall. Why? Because of that 12 game to 16 yeah. game is a whole different deal. But I think you know this is a this is an opportunity for Bengals fans to really get excited. And if I'm a Bengals fan, I want them to be extremely scrappy and competitive and and lose tight games. Maybe steal one from a division opponent. Maybe steal one from the Steelers, and then you know, because I want a high draft pick. 
but I also want my guys to learn how to win tight games. Yeah. So it's a, it's, a, it's a hard deal, it's right? It's a balancing I mean, just, act. Yeah. How do you how do you feel about your roster? That's the thing. Is like, do you feel your roster is ready to jump from where it is now to a team that could be drafting top five? Are you really one or two players away from being a, a contender and in the playoffs, or are you a couple years away? If you feel like you're a couple years away, then be competitive but lose tight ones. If you feel like it's next year, then steal a couple games here. Yeah, absolutely. And you think of this next tranche of games, it's Pittsburgh this week, it's Washington, it's the Giants, and it's Miami. I I think, you know, Miami's much improved, but I bet Burrow plays great against Tua. I, I would not at all be three and one. Yeah. Two and two at the worst. Yeah. During that during that one. Then coming out the next one, you start with Dallas. So they could they could create some a lot of good momentum uh, for the off season with what happens uh, starting this Sunday against Pittsburgh, which obviously a tall task. I'm not diminished. Pittsburgh's very very good, best team. Uh, they've had the best first half of the NFL to this point. Uh, but I think Cincinnati will play well. We hit a little thing or not a thing up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on the fan. Winners of the prestigious Platinum Microphone Award every year, given to the best radio station in the world. Uh, no need to look it up. It's real. The fan. Two legends, one show. Well, it's all a lie. This is Bishop and Laurinaitis. All right, time for a little thing or not a thing. Chops is here. Go, Chopper. Bishop and Laurinaitis. Thing or not a thing. All right, boys, here we go on a football Friday. The Ivy League made the decision last night to cancel all winter sports. Thing or not a thing? Well, big thing. Mm. Big thing. And um, if you recall, if you're somebody who says, well, not a thing, it's the Ivy League, who cares? If you recall back to March, who was the first to cancel, shut it down? Mm -hmm. Ivy League. Mm -hmm. Who followed a week later? Everybody else. Yeah. Now, money's different. The NCAA is supremely motivated to play some sort of men's college basketball tournament um, to get that money. So, could be a little different there, but that's, yeah, it's a big thing. It is. Um, uh, I hate. Can it. you imagine? I, I, my buddy, one of my buddy's um, sons went to Yale and had already graduated before all this. And he's like, "Buddy, the the absolute chaos I would have raised if they were going to try to charge me the same tuition for online learning." Wow! No, going kidding. to an Ivy League. He's like, "Come on now." <laughs> that's an incredible. That's an incredible point. Um, I, I had a buddy as well who was a uh, his son was at Vermont, out of state, and and he said, "I'm not paying this forty eight thousand dollars a year. You're going to go to mm-hmm. you're going to go to Miami or where, I can't remember. I think tuition has actually gone up at most places. Think about that. Yeah. Well, because they have to make it back. Yeah, they don't have all the other sources of income. Higher yep. learning is a big trouble, man. It is. It is. But anyway, when it comes to this, no, it's a thing. It's an absolute thing. You have to pay attention. Uh, but you're right. NCAA is going to try to do whatever they can to get some kind of season in. According to Pro Football Focus, the three highest accurate pass percentages in college football are one, Justin Fields, 80%, two, Trevor Lawrence, 74%, and three, Mac Jones, 71%. Thing Ooh, or Mac not Jones. a thing? I don't know if I would have gotten that. <laughs> the old Mike Jones. Thing. His Heisman campaign. That should, yeah. Thing. Yes. Justin Fields, thing. If yeah. And he is – this. I don't think what happened this weekend with Maryland and Ohio State is going to impact Ohio State very much at all. I think Ohio State's played enough and people have seen enough for them to make yeah. the playoff. Yeah. I do think it will impact Justin Fields' Heisman chances in a very big way. It was a chance for him to be seen. It was one more game to be played. It was another chance for him to accumulate statistics, and now it's gone. And I think he will suffer from that, unfortunately. 
He will. And it just it stinks for us as fans of football and obviously of the Ohio State University that we are going to be cut short on the best slash most talented quarterback to come through our school. We're getting yeah. shorted of opportunities to see him play and work. Because he is. He's he's more athletic than Troy. Uh, he throws the, the command of the offense. Um, he's better than Dwayne. He's better than the guys that we've come through. It's it's unbelievable. I'm going to send you... Here's what I'm going to do, but I'm going to send you the libero I made for the game that I was going to share with the great people of the Big Ten Network. Oh, very good. Do, I look forward to that. No game. But it, it's just three plays. There's all, there's like five. A couple of them yeah. are incompletions, but I used the three that actually led to something. To where one of the most impressive things about him, and, and we were talking to Ryan Day about this, like how he's improved. It's not just... He's like... When you're athletic, the natural tendency is, oh, I'm going to avoid the rush and I'm going to scramble, pick up the first down because I can with my legs. He's like, yeah. truly great ones, the Russell Wilson, who's the best at it, Pat Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, know how to shuffle, avoid a rush within the pocket, step up, and rip it. That's where you're dangerous. And, oh, guess what? I go to rip it. Oh, he's covered. Now I use my legs to get a first down. Yeah. But don't just rely on the legs. That's where he's grown exponentially. And there's a play where he has two hands on the ball, avoids the free blitzer, shuffles to the right, steps up in the pocket, delivers it to Garrett Wilson, and you're like, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. And we're going to miss it. We're going to yeah, miss it. And we're getting limited the, how many more times we get to see it. Yeah. By the way, Heisman voters, don't make this silly mistake and go Mac Jones. Don't be one of those ones where you look back and go, wait a second. Two generational quarterbacks were in this class in this year. And you know how lazy some people get, though. There's somebody on the West Coast or somewhere going to be like, well, if I look at those numbers and I look at Joe yeah. Burrow and Joe Burrow won, then I have to vote for Matt right. Jones. Right. <laughs> this from the NFL Communications Department. Four NFL teams are averaging at least 30 points per game in 2020, tied most teams in a single season through Week 9 since 1970. Seahawks, 34.3. Chiefs, 31.8. Packs, 31, Packers, 31.6. Saints, 30.5. Thing or not a thing? Thing and I think the NFL has got to do something. They have to mm. do. So. I don't think you. You don't want this to become arena football. You don't. You, the defense has been legislated out of the game. I don't know how you'd have a better handle on that on how you could put it back in while maintaining safety. But so much of what made this game great is is the, some of the, the you know the struggle between offense and defense. And right now, defenders in the league are put in almost impossible spots week in and week out. I think there are some things that you could do. I think um, the the striking with the head, the helmet, you know, the hard thing is is that you can run the seams now. Like back even when I first was a rookie, no one would think about throwing a, a seam route yeah. in cover three because that middle field safety was paid to eliminate it. You yep. wouldn't think about running a crossing route without a linebacker trying to take you out. Um, I think with the quarterback position, it's roughing the passer if you hit him anywhere near his head. It's roughing the passer if you fall into his legs. It's roughing the passer if you hit him at more than like a half step. If you hit his arm. The one thing you can do is delivering take a ball. You have to take away the half step. The quarterback has to fear stepping up and throwing a football if someone's coming to hit him. He has to. And I'm not saying that we should let him tee off on his head or take out a knee or anything like that. I'm just saying if someone is coming and they are going to hit him right in the chest or right in the, you know, waistline area and he's within a step he has to get the ball out faster you have to speed up I there agree. has to be something that's a, that's or a let, good, or that's let a DB's good jam example. all the way down to the balls in the air yeah something's got to be done you can't have yeah. this this isn't football 
Update from Iowa eight-man high school football. Remsen St. Mary's defeated Montezuma 108-94 to in the first eight-player state semifinal Thursday. Thing or not a thing? Wow. So I, sp- I played this football, so I'm aware of this. And typically, we played on an 80-yard field, which eliminated... So it was it was not only shorter but narrower, so it kept some of this stuff from happening. But one thing that's happened in this eight man football game is everyone goes spread, and so it's just throw after throw after throw after throw, and this type of thing happens. That's mm. pretty ridiculous. That's pretty mm. ridiculous. I mean, how long did that game take? It's a lot of stop clock. It's a lot of band did plan. It, did somebody of- throw for twelve touchdowns? What's the box score look cheerleaders like? carted off for dehydration. <laughs> Mascots carted off for push-ups. <laughs> Chest cramping. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, and last one. During a recent interview on the team's podcast with J.B. Long, Rams COO Kevin Demoff revealed he wants to see the team unveil a new uniform every year. Thing or not a thing? It's the team of, uh, of record for you, sir. What say you? <laughs> I mean... There's there's two uniforms that you should ultimately go to, Mr. Demoff. Yeah. You know which ones. Make the right choice. Yeah. I the um Yeah. Deacon Jones, Eric Dickerson. The mm. end. And I actually think um I actually think some of the ones you guys wore before some of the piping got weird were great. Some of that yeah. some of those Warner the soft gold and navy was some of that was really cool. Yeah. I like some of that. Yeah. They'll never go back yeah. to that because it, it, it is Saint only Louis. seen in Saint Louis and they won't not yet. It's too soon. It's too soon. Yeah. They have to wait for that uh, that litigation with the city of St. Louis to dis- disappear before they can do a St. Louis Rams throwback in L.A. Yeah, exactly. It'll come. It won't oh, be yeah. nearly as bad as the Hartford Whalers throwbacks that the Hurricanes wear. Boy, no kidding. No kidding on that. Um, all right. Do know the scores. Not a lot to choose from. We do it, though, coming up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. It's time to get a master's class in all things Ohio State and Big Ten football. Join Skip Mossick, Paul Keels, and Jim Lachey for Buckeye Roundtable. Monday night at 6. The Fan. Well-dressed, well-spoken, but never, ever a well-drink. How about chaos? Insanity. Absolute insanity. You're listening to Bishop and Laurinaitis. All right, final hour on a Football Friday edition of the program. No Buckeye game, sadly. Among 11 games canceled this weekend. Um, and really, from a, a viewing, there's not a lot out there for you. Um, I don't think there's one. No, there's not one ranked versus ranked game this weekend. Um, some of that is because these conferences are playing each other, and so they're beating each other up, and so they're not being ranked, And which is why we have like, there's like 10 non-Power 5s ranked. Which is would never have happened in a normal year when you have a non-conference and you're able yeah. to, uh, you know, instead of being, you know, teams in the SEC like Arkansas or somebody who's three and three, they'd be seven and three and they'd be ranked nineteenth. Um, right. Now those those teams aren't ranked because of that. So you have a, a really strange. It's amazing how the, the Cornhuskers and Nittany Lions defeated oh, that's a big one. Nittany Lions. The defeated Nittany Lions and the defeated Cornhuskers among the games on the slate this week. All right, Chops. Think about that. We haven't beaten it. We've beaten oh, the team sorry. with one win. We've beaten a team with one win on our resume. So as Doug Legmarie says that it doesn't matter, I wanted to get to the uh, the scenario we talked about. What if there's an 8-1 Florida, 8-1 Bama, 8-1 Clemson, 8-1 Notre Dame, and a 5-0 and Ohio State? And we have, well, I guess we would have one win then think, over Indiana, I, over the Hoosiers. That would be our staple. I think the, f- I think the five is enough. 
because I think people are smart enough to know how talented we are. But if it stops now, if it's three, it's been a lot of really and they play nine, won a national championship. Yeah, if it's three versus nine, then I think it's really, really, really difficult. But I think you got to be Hoosiers. Than, Come on, yeah. Hoosiers, we need a ranked win. We need a ranked win, and we need them to play the game. Those two, we need both of those yeah. things to happen because I do think you got to be at oh, least boy. you have to play at least half as many games. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I think look, if I had a vote, I vote us in. But I'm I don't trust. No, what you're learning. Listen, from me. I don't trust others that are going to have the vote on that committee, who are going to be for one, they're human, they're bitter yeah. over the way that the Big Ten probably handled things, and all there true. Are, there are some. And I don't know if they're on that committee, but there are a lot of human beings in the South that think if we don't get to play the same amount of games as them, we shouldn't be in. Like, you know how many people I've heard from the SEC kind of area that, like, Pac-12 is eliminated just in the fact that they can only play six games if they play them? Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if Oregon's undefeated. They don't deserve a chance. That's that's some of the yeah. viewpoints. Now, I'm hoping that's not one of the viewpoints of somebody in that room, but who knows? I think as long as it's within reason. Yeah, I think you bring up a good point. I think as long as if the SEC is at nine and we and we're done, we play three. Then yeah. I think it's hard. Yeah. But if you if they play nine and you play five or six, then I think you'll be okay as long as it's within reason. You'll see enough. Um, all right, time for a little know the scores. Hit it, chops. It's time for know the scores on Bishop and Laurenitis, sponsored by Legacy Roofing, Ohio's premier commercial roofing company. All right, here we go. You both had uh, decent weeks. Bo six and four last week. James seven and three. Woo! Unfortunately, call it a comeback. James, you're going to need a lot more of those weeks for it to be a comeback. Bo, you're only as good as your latest performance, baby. I want to roll. Bo is 49-41 for the season. James 38 and 52. If you're keeping score at home, that's 14 games below 500. Boy, salt in the wound a lot today. Chops on threes. Yeah, whatever. First one up tonight, <laughs> Iowa minus three and a half at Minnesota. Gophers, you- Chops, eat that. Gophers, row, row, row the boat gently down the stream. You can eat that poop book. <laughs> Gophers, Chops. This is you versus Chops. This yes. is you versus Chops. The teams of your youth. Gophers. Man, Minnesota, it's, it's like 15 degrees in Minneapolis, St. Paul. Uh, this, way. They're rowing. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Ice isn't going to slow them down. Yeah. Listen, if you're gonna if you're gonna deliver on some promise, it is 21 degrees. Feels like 15, and it's snowing right now. Yeah. Just in case. You if you're going to deliver on some promise, now's the time, rowboater. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. Mm. Defeat the rolling hills of Iowa. The rolling hills Minnesota of 28, Iowa 26. The windmills. One thing rolling there are the windmills you drive through. All right, I see how it is. ECU at number seven, <laughs> Cincinnati Bearcats, minus 27 and a half. That Gosh. one is also tonight. That's a big number, but you go first, because I don't know. I can't go against Fick. You go first. Fick it. Cincinnati, 42, ECU, 14. <laughs> there. You like that? There. Just a barely cover. Just barely yeah. cover. Yeah. 28. Same. same. Bearcats. I'm not going against him. No, nope. I think he Bearcats. feels it. I think he thinks he's got to do this. He can get close. Yep. they got a really good team. Yep. Yeah, really good defense, too, thanks to, uh, yeah. you know, chubby boy down there, Marcus Freeman. But, yes, <laughs> Bearcats by 28. Yeah, Bo, that one's even closer than my get rucked whenever Jeremy Ruckert scores. <laughs> Number 10, Indiana minus 7 at Michigan State. Hoosiers, let's go. Come on, Tom. 
don't don't let it slip. Here's the thing: Indiana, the last few years, has always played Michigan State in tight games. They weren't able to finish. I did the game last year against Mark D'Antonio and them. They had it. They weren't able to finish in that game. Different year for the Hoosiers. They got a different swag. They've beaten Penn State and Michigan in the same year. They're not going to let Michigan State upset them. Hoosiers by ten. Yeah, I think Michigan State stinks. <laughs> I mean, I think they really stink. So I, I think Indiana is formidable. I think they're quality. Uh, I got Indiana winning as well. I got them 35-17, something like we that. We need this. Big game on campus yeah, for us we need next it. week. Come on. Yeah, we need that. Let's go. Nittany Lions minus three and a half at the Cornhuskers. I have, with my heart, uh, been broken. My, you've broken my heart. It's broken. Uh, Scott Frost, it's broken. I've rooted for you. I want you to be something, uh, or at least a, a shadow of what that program used to be. And time, time after time after time, I am let down. Let down. I just, I don't believe. I think, I think Penn State goes in there, gets a little rebound, gets a little healthy. 31-20. Hmm. Hmm. That's what you think, huh? I don't know. I don't know what I think about these two teams. Other than they both stink. Okay. Well, here's what I got. I, too, have been heartbroken. It's been ripped out of my chest by Scott Frost. Because I like Scott Frost. I do. A lot of people yep. don't like him. I like him. He's a tough yep. dude. So I appreciate him. And he played quarterback. So tough dude at quarterback. Love it. Love it. I will say... This is the weekend. Luke McCaffrey takes over the job for the Cornhuskers. It's oh, a tight he's ball game. A shot, kids. Adrian, Adrian, stumbling a little bit. They're down seven at halftime to the Nittany Lions. You know what? We're going. Luke, Luke leads him back. He keeps the job. Cornhuskers and the Nittany Lions stay defeated. I got wow. room to catch up, Bo. I got to catch up. All right, I'm still behind. I got to catch up. I got to make some bold choices. This is one of them. This was a hard one for me. It was. Yeah. Up next, number 13, Wisconsin, minus 4.5 at Michigan. This one hurts me, too. But i got to find out, is Graham Mertz playing? Something about the line tells me that he is. To have Wisconsin on the road, even with no fans. Wisconsin hasn't played in a couple weeks. That they're going to go on the road, and they're going to play against a Michigan team that has played. There's no way that they're favored on the road with a fourth-string or third-string quarterback. Give me the Badgers with defense, Jim Leonard's defense, to win by a score. Milton can't do a damn thing against Leonard in that attacking defense. The Badgers win. By a score, by seven or three? By seven, I said. By seven. Yes, you heard it. I heard score. I didn't hear it was seven or three. Oh, sorry. Listen, I look at this and I go, if all things were created equal, for sure, Badgers. Wisconsin has not... It's been three weeks yeah. since they've played. How much have they practiced? How many players are still out? Are they going to be down 20? Ki- mean, we have no transparency here. I don't know who the hell's playing. I'm with you. The line would lead you to believe that Wisconsin's playing Mertz, but I don't know. Have they been practicing for the last three weeks? Who's, who's in practice? They haven't played a game. Wisconsin's a better team for sure. Michigan's trash. But Michigan gets the win. Ooh. They've been playing. All right, Don Brown. 18. All right, 21 Don 18. Brown. I'll call you Don Brown. He's the perfect head coach. 21 18. All right, Don. <laughs> All you have to do is be within four and a half on a team who hasn't practiced in three weeks. Jeez. Like, if you lose this, 
You haven't. They haven't practiced. They haven't played in three weeks. We don't even know. They could be Listen, out twenty guys. Paul Chris called Rabes and said, "What's this, what's the scenario? How do I do this?" <laughs> Jeez. Lots of road favorites this week. Number twenty three Northwestern minus two and a half at Purdue. I like Brom, and I like Purdue. Northwestern is a little bit of borrowed time with some of their wins to this point. Um, I, I like Purdue. I like him to be able to spend. I have no idea who's going to play. Do it, does anybody know anything about Rondale Moore? Is he going to ever play this year or not? I have no idea. They may not need him. Give me Purdue. Boiler up. Well, as of 17 hours ago, Jeff Brown. Oh, I guess Rondale i got to do more than Moore that, don't I? I'm sorry. Doru are game time decisions. Okay. i got to do better than Purdue. i got to go Purdue. Um, oh, i got him to win, so I'm fine. No, Purdue yeah, wins. Fine. Yeah, I'm fine. fine. Pay I'm attention. Fine. Know, the safe, scores, safe, just just know the scores. Just know the scores. Same. Same with Rondale Moore, without Rondale Moore. Listen, this is it for Big Ten fans right here. This is this is all you need to know. If Rondale Moore doesn't play tomorrow, he will not play the rest of the season. Chalk it up. He has had a bye week. So if it is a soft tissue thing, which talking to some of their play-by-play people, they feel like he's more like a sprinter guy where he's like, if I don't feel absolutely 100%, I'm not going, even if I'm 97% yeah. kind of a dude. He's had a bye. People thought he'd play against Wisconsin. Then, okay, Northwestern's now the leader. This is basically for the Big Ten West early on right. here. Rondell doesn't play Saturday. He ain't playing the rest of the year. It doesn't matter. David Bell has a day. Purdue, Jeff Brom, boiler up. Number two, Notre Dame, minus 13.5 at Boston College. Halfley, what's the slogan? Hashtag get in. You don't have to win. <coughs> Notre Dame wins by 10. Oh, I, I, the last time that Notre Dame beat a number one team at their place and played BC the next week was 1993. They beat Florida State and Chuck Ward in what many people thought was the game of the century at the time. The next week they play BC and lose. Emotional, late win over Clemson. You're flying high. You're going to the playoff. Halfley's a buzzsaw. Those kids play hard. They're good. He's got them playing. They're going to have an extra emotion with the red bandana uniforms. I would not be shocked if Boston College won this game, but they don't have to for in order for us to take care of ourselves on the scores. Notre Dame, 27, Boston College, 24. Number 20, USC, minus 14 at Arizona. My first? Sure, no, but you're first. You just yeah. no, I'm sorry. Just I'm went. sorry. My fault. Yeah. My fault. My fault. It's okay. It's Listen, right. it's Friday. I just don't think this USC team's better than two touchdowns, better than anybody. They were very fortunate to beat Arizona State at home last week. I do think they can win, but I, I don't think they're going to annihilate anybody. Uh, let alone, I, honestly, anybody in the Pac-12. They're not going to annihilate them. They've got a long way to go. Uh, USC wins, but it's closer. Thirty-one twenty-one. Oh, that's what you think, huh? That's what you think. I don't know. Fight on. Arizona no. is so bad. Bum, 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 bum. Arizona is so bad. I've only, how do you know? Yes. The OC only played one game. Well, I just someone doesn't have anything going on, to be honest. I just think he UNC, doesn't. You're right. <laughs> like, someone has nothing crazy, going on. What like kind of swag does he have at Arizona? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> seriously. The guy went from being like on top of the world with the Heisman Trophy guy at AM down to Arizona where it's like, people, wait, that's where Sumlin is? Probably anyway. could have been the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Really? He was the second choice at the Ohio State University. Our three choices were Urban Meyer, Kevin Sumlin, and Bo Pelini. Yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Arizona falls by 17. 
Arkansas at number six, Florida. Gators minus 17.5. Gators win. Gators win by 17. I think Arkansas has got some scrap to them. Florida has had a big week, big emotional win. Dan Mullen loves crowd surfing with students with no masks, just doing his thing. You know, loves it, loves the attention. Boy, does he fit the fan base. You said a couple weeks ago and you crushed it. He fits the demographic. Yeah. Arkansas loses a tight one. Not really tight. 17 points (laughs) to the Gators. Right. Pay attention to the score, though. For, uh, you, you guys remember Felipe Franks, former yes. Gator quarterback? Yes. He's quarterbacking Arkansas. This is his Our return uh, to Florida. Their coach, Sam Pittman, who's been incredible for them, uh, will not be coaching. He's on the COVID list, so he's out. Again, I'm with you. They don't have to win. They can lose 38-21, and I still feel good about things, and I think that's what they'll do. Give me Arkansas. Number 11, Oregon, minus 10 at Washington State. This is our nightcap. Jeez. Listen Pack to that slate, after dark. Yeah. Oregon big. 42-17. Same. No, 42-24. It doesn't which matter. Is the same. Either or. Yeah, Oregon. Oregon by a lot. Oregon yep. by more than 10. All right. There is your slate. One, while well, we have not heard from Kevin Warren, our commissioner, the Big 12's commissioner, Bob Bowlesby, has spoken. He talked yesterday. One of the things that was brought up was what to do with the potential of moving the playoff. He addressed it. You'll have that. We'll have that for you coming up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. The only radio station allowing one of their hosts to talk about human flesh consumption. Okay, probably not the best idea. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Meet or on the rocks. Just act accordingly. Starts with a glass of bourbon, then goes to, oh, first blood's on. I think I'll watch this again. You're listening to Bishop and Laurenitis. Bishop and Laurenitis right here on The Fan. And let me tell you about my friends over at Affinity Whole Health. Take advantage of their free doctor consult, men, and go in there and get your numbers checked today. They can help you. They can help you if you are feeling tired, lack of motivation, decrease in libido. It might be low T. It might be something else. Even if it's not testosterone, they can help you get on the right path with vitamins, minerals, omegas, all of those fun things that can help get our health in the right zone. So go to feelgreatcolumbus.com and find out how Affinity Whole Health can help you. All right. We may need some help finishing this college football season, and I, I do wonder... If by the time this thing is done, I pose this question to Doug, I'll, I'll pose it to you as well. Do you think by the time this thing is done, it's four teams in a bubble somewhere with the playoff playing over two weekends? Oh, I mean, I don't know if it's a bubble, but I think what you can do, I think what Doug said is is very, um, how do I word it, enlightening because it is what you have is you, you are going to have with Ohio State – and most schools saying, I think all schools in Ohio, for the most part, maybe not all, I heard DeWine say most, are not coming back after Thanksgiving. Yeah. So you're going to have a situation where the football team, the soccer, the sports teams are there. Like Thanksgiving is coming up, and you're going to have how many weeks? Let me do my unofficial math here after Thanksgiving. You're going to have one Three game weeks. on the 28th. The fifth, yeah. the twelfth, and the nineteenth. So four games, three full weeks. You know, after mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, four basically four games. Because I'm assuming kids aren't going home on the twenty fifth. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. first Thanksgiving break. But regardless, yeah, four games where you're going to have no students on campus, and then they're not coming back. 
Yeah. So that is, I mean, how much more bubble do you want to get? Yeah, that's true. So I, I mean, think that that's ultimately, now I don't know what Clemson's policy is going to be. I don't know what Alabama, I, I don't I don't know. I know for Ohio State, you're, you're hoping everybody else in the Big Ten is adopting the same thing for the pure idea of we can get some games in. Right, you want to be able to finish yeah. out at least a season. So, yeah, and there is you. You would have to suggest that there's you're open to the possibility of moving. You know, excuse me, you're moving the playoff if you if you have to, and it's not hard to do because it's not like you have to worry about people buying tickets. No one's right. going to be at these games anyway, or it's going to be very very limited. Right. Um, who's going to be at these games? So you don't have to worry about tickets and hotels and airfare and all of that because. It's not going to be that bitch. You can really have a lot of flexibility there. Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby was on Sirius XM College Radio on Thursday, was asked about potentially moving the college football playoff back and had this to say. Well, I'm I'm on the the CFP operations committee, and we've spent some time talking about that. We haven't haven't come to any closure on it, but but there is um, there is some latitude to uh, to postpone if that need should arise, and um, the same is true with uh, some of the New Year's Six games. But um, you know, within within uh, reason, you can do those things. Uh, um, you know, I, I don't know that I see us uh, playing a championship game in February, but uh, you just you just never know. These are these are unusual times, and things that uh, might otherwise not be acceptable um, have to be considered at uh, in, in this kind of circumstance. I would just put that's enlightening. What I would add to it is, and just for perspective, these are universities that have missed their gate at these football games for all of fall and many in the Big Ten completely and even yeah. in the, the rest of the country a lot. What do they need? An influx of cash. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. where can you get an influx of cash? By playing bowl games. Yeah. Big influx of cash. So they will be – there is no question in my mind that, that all of the Power Five conferences are supremely more motivated to make sure that they play the Rose Bowl – the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, the Peach Bowl, the Orange Bowl, and the National – like those five, the National yeah. Championship, you can add a couple more in there. Those are big paydays. Those are big paydays, and they'll do great in the ratings. You will make sure you deliver those because, yeah. frankly, it might be a necessity, pal. Mm. I think so, yeah. I mean, it, it is – it, the 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 ratings the the money all all this stuff that these conferences these schools are going to need to accomplish the, the fact that the bowl season in general Bo is still yeah. there's been a couple that have been canceled mostly that are in California I think like the Red Box Bowl and the only reason why I know that is because that's where Illinois played last year and I studied Illinois so it was kind of like oh you know that came out the same week I think I was covering Illinois so it's like, oh the bowl game they went to last year got canceled so yeah stinks for the Illini if they have to be the you know eighth team in the Big Ten to go to a bowl but like most of these bowl games are planning on going forward right now planning planning on going forward yeah. um. I thought I don't know about you, but I thought it would shake up the bowl game system. Like I almost assumed like there was gonna be no bowls except like the New Year's Six. But that's I not think the case. everybody needs that T V money. Yeah. There's contracts with ESPN for all of those. I mean many yeah. of those are done to next to empty houses anyway. Right. So they need they have they have signed contracts with ESPN with Fox to deliver and, yep, 
yep. and sponsors. So they, I think they have to, or else a yeah. lot of them will go broke. So I, I think that this will just come down to an, an issue of finance. Simple as that. So I think you're open to everything. Uh, but, but what you are determined to do is make sure you deliver those bowls, the, that playoff, because there are huge financial implications. And frankly, it used to be a luxury. Now it's a necessity. So that's the biggest difference there. Um, Tim May will join us coming up next as he does every single football Friday. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. One, two, three. The Daily Coach Ryan Day Show is brought to you locally by Credit Union of Ohio and by Hyde Park Prime Steakhouse on The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. This is The Daily Show with Coach Ryan Day, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass. Ryan, there had to be some obvious disappointment for the uh, postponement of the Maryland game, but as you've talked with us all along, uh, emphasizing health and safety, that certainly has to be the utmost priority in anything that happens. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're very disappointed. Um, it was hard. You know, getting ready to play a game. Uh, we're looking forward to it. Um, you know, big conference game for us would have been game four, kind of the halfway point. Uh, but, you know, like we tell to the guys, you know, we got to move on. This is kind of the season, and um, my thoughts are with you know Maryland, hoping that they can you know get everyone healthy again and keep that under control. And um, you know they were playing really well, so we're looking forward to that. But uh, but certainly you know we've got to make sure that everybody's healthy before we can do anything. So uh, we've got to have a great week of practice and then get ready for Indiana. Okay, we'll have another comment in just a moment. Their favorite sport is berating their producer. You just sat there for ten minutes. This is Bishop and Morinitis. Well, you heard uh, Coach Ryan Day in the uh, in the up in the uh, in the break there with with Paul talking about what his plan is to do is to have a practice, you know, at the stadium like they've done before. And um, I, I was thinking about this from the perspective of Justin Fields and how we're not going to be able we won't be able to see him for like what you normally would be able to see a guy. Yeah. And you made the, the fantastic point you sent me. That's the thing. The thing that you said. The video thing that you, you sent me that you're going to run on the broadcast. It's stunning. He's the most talented quarterback we've ever had here. He's the best pro prospect we've ever had here. Um, he's going to go number two in the draft. And there will be some people who will go, are we sure he's not number one? I mean, I, I do think that, and that's something I didn't think was possible. But I do think some people will be like, wait a second, let's really take a look at this. But yeah. from his perspective, buddy, also think about this. How atypical his experience was. Oh, man. You remember the year the, the a year ago when we were talking about how he takes almost all of his courses online? Yeah, that he basically just goes from the Woody to online, Woody to online, and now he's mm-hmm. like he hasn't even been able. You think of the experiences you had as a Buckeye football player, and, oh. and one who was really, really famous, certainly to start your sophomore year all the way through. Allegedly. And you think of the, the 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 experiences you had, and he can't. He's not having any of that. Right. It's a pretty. It's it's one of the. It's mm. I don't know. I just was thinking about it. When I thought about him, and I've read, I've, you know, he's available this week. He basically goes facility to his dog, facility to dog. That's it. And I'm thinking, geez, in the end, one of the joys of playing at a place like Ohio State is to be the big man on campus at Ohio State. That's fun. Yeah, it is. Trust me. I mean, <laughs> it's a great time. <laughs> um, I, I think ultimately, you're right. It, the, the online classes, the never going in person, the not experiencing that to having a, a pandemic year, to being able to fight for your a chance at the senior. And, and what did he fight for? He fought for a national championship, and he fought for a Heisman. And what makes my like soul hurt for the kid is the fact that his Heisman chances, something he had yeah. to fight hard for, are being affected by something that was out of his control. 
it wasn't even anything about it was it was nothing about like oh it'd be one thing if like he went and 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 look I understand injuries are sometimes out of your control as well but it's a football like everyone expects something like that but it's not even the fact of of the cancellation it's the cancellation that wasn't a Big Ten instituted cancellation so now like trust me he he's a young man he's on his social media he hears the people who are doubting about the the Maryland test and whether they they, they can play and field the team. Like we said, it all goes back to transparency. The kid just wants a chance to play football and to chase a Heisman Trophy because it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Yeah, You can both appreciate his love and passion for it while also appreciating it that, you know what, this is a pandemic. There are a lot more important things, right, than a Heisman Trophy, but they can both be mutually true, I think. we To him and his young life, this is a monumental once-in-a-lifetime chance. Other people are playing They've done everything right to play. It assumes that Maryland isn't in that threshold to be able to be forced to cancel a game. So why are we canceling the game? It affects him. Yeah, and sure. and, and he more than is, anyone. Yes, and so he, he is such a special talent, such a special young man. From everything that you you've heard about him and the way he carries himself, and and he's crushed absolutely everything. To go back to his transfer story, I mean, everything about it is unusual. How he got to, like, just think about it, the story of Justin Fields. Like, how how does one get to be the best player to come through Ohio State University? It starts with a Penn State commitment because they beat Ohio State on yeah. a whiteout night. Then leads to a Georgia, and then oh, I can't see the field for Georgia for Jake from State from. And then next thing you know, he transfers up here, gets immediate eligibility, and now he could be possibly the number one overall pick. Yeah. Yeah, he could in a be. pandemic year where he wants to just win a Heisman, which is could get taken away from him by something that he has absolutely no control over. That's right. That's right. All right, time to head out on the Brian Heating Cooling Systems Hotline. Tim May, right here on the Fan Tailgate Show, and Letterman Road joining us now. And, and Tim, James and I were just talking about um, Fields and how atypical his college career will end up being. And a lot of everyone's affected by a pandemic, but his was already different. In fact, so many online classes, all of that. And now he has to sit. And you're a Heisman voter. I'm a Heisman voter. And I will try to look. What I'm going to try to do is just club? how do I get a vote? We can make that happen. Um, the 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 what I'm going to try to do is just say, all right, how were you in this sample size? How were you against the best teams you played? That's what I'll try to do. But I can't also say that without acknowledging that it will be hard if Lawrence plays ten, eleven games. Yeah, well, you know, as the old saying goes, Lawrence hadn't played 10 or 11 yet, and he's missed the last two, you know. So right. Mac Jones is missing this week, you know, and uh, right on down the line. We'll see if those games even rescheduled, whether they get played, you know. This is one of those where, you, you know, you definitely have to sit back and wait till all the, the dust has settled because there's still a lot of dust <laughs> in the air. I'm running out of analogies there for how screwed up this year is from all kinds of ways, especially – Especially from predictability, but but also I'm going to look at it. You know, who did who did the best when they had their shots, whether they were fleeting or whether they were full seasons. Yeah. And Justin Fields, so far, in my estimation, has is topping that list. I, and to be honest with you, I think Mac Jones might be right behind him. Maybe have a kid at Alabama, uh, but you know that's but it's like you know. Uh, picking out your you know, kind of like your favorite uh, triplet, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, I, I, the number one thing I, I, I tell them Bo at the beginning of the show, the pushback that I get from from my buddies from back in my Nashville days, right in the South, 
is if Ohio State can't play more than five games. Like for instance, right now I say, well, Fields should win the Heisman. They say, why? Who have you played? Two two winless teams and and Rutgers. And I'm like, yeah. okay, I guess technically that's fair. But come on, you know, like they they love to push my buttons and because they can't stand Ohio State. But the the general thumb rule of thumb is and I put I put this to Bo. Do you think that Ohio State has to be nervous if you have a situation where you have eight and one, let's just say Clemson, eight and one Notre Dame because Clemson beats Notre Dame in the title game, Florida beats Bama in a close game, and now you have those two with one loss, and Ohio State's only played five games? Do you think they have to be concerned if the? That's why I get so fired up about the Big Ten didn't make Maryland cancel. Maryland canceled on their own. Well, the numbers do matter. The numbers might matter when it comes to that college football committee saying. Ah, five games versus these guys play nine. I don't know. What's your gut on that? Do we? Because I vote them in right now. I can tell that they're one of the best four, but I don't know how the committee. I I hate leaving in other people's hands. I guess. What? what, What's your say on that? Well, you're looking. You're looking into the universe uh, with like Kepler's uh, (laughs) Kepler's telescope, as opposed to I don't even know if Kepler had a telescope, as opposed to the Hubble telescope, because there's nothing clear that you can look out in there and say this is exactly what's going to happen. The hypothetical is exact is the great word for this right now. I think of Ohio State. You know, I told you guys um, months ago, or at least weeks ago, if Ohio State gets to seven and zero, you know, minimum seven and zero, maybe six and zero, it's in the it's in the college football playoff. Just because you could see what was coming on with this pandemic, you know, in this fall uh, in this fall surge, and I still believe that. I I still believe this is the year when the college football playoff committee is going to look more at what is a balanced feel as opposed to, well, you know, uh, Georgia Georgia got whipped by Alabama, and then Georgia got whipped by Florida. So how good is Georgia? You know what I mean? I mean, how good is that win by Alabama over Georgia when you look back on it? I mean, uh, how good is that win by Alabama over Texas A&M? Well, it looks pretty damn good right now, you know? But uh, there's still all this football uh, that's left to be played and or postponed and or canceled. So, I don't think you can have a definitive answer right now. I just heard a crack, uh, uh, a crack in the college football playoff veneer, though. Uh, yesterday, I think it was, where I think it was Bob Bosby was talking about how hey, maybe they should consider possibly uh, uh, having a, a pushback on the on the on the playoff semifinals or the you know the six, the New Year six games, and possibly the championship game. So suddenly they've come to their senses in the college football playoff realm. That this is not a regular year. That was always the uh, the bookend on this season forever. That's why everybody was trying to get back as fast as they could, or or jam eight games into eight weeks plus a plus game. Um, you know, now maybe some of that might, might be taken off the table. Absolutely, it will be, and and it's out of necessity, Tim, because the the, the revenue from those bowl games are going to have to be played. Uh, because oh, yeah. the athletic departments are bleeding money right now, so they're going to have to be played. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for you this week, buddy. We got to hit a break, but appreciate your time well, as always. The great tip. I may be changing phone carriers after this debacle because it's kind of making me mad now. You know what I mean? I've gone from steaming to mad, and that's a big difference. Well, it's. This, this will be the one that'll push it over the edge. The great tip, mate. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. See you, boys. All right, we hit three things on a football Friday up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on the fan. Rise and shine, sleepyhead. We're live and local in the morning. Morning juice with Beamer, Carpenter, and Schlegs. Weekdays starting at 6. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. If you say something with confidence, then you can't be wrong. I don't don't, don't even know. This is Bishop and Laurinaitis. 
man, it's weird uh, doing three things to a Buckeye victory. Going to miss it. Going to miss it. All right, three things. Hit it, Chopper. One, two, one, two. Three things with Bishop and Laurenitis. Sponsored by Green & Sons, the premier Kubota dealership in Central Ohio. Located in Marysville and Mount Sterling. Visit greenandsons.com today. Uh, number one for me, I got to be honest with you. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at the weather, 52 and sunny. Um, and I think I'm probably taking a college football vacation largely on Saturday. I mean, I'll have it on, but there's no, there's nothing that's going to have my attention from start to finish. Obviously, Ohio State would have been a start to finish. That game would have been, I would have been very curious. I'm always curious to see what the teams we compete against, Bama, Clemson, what are they doing? What do they look like? They're both off. There's nothing on this schedule that makes me go, well, that, I'm going to give that four hours of my time. So whether that goes to the Masters or whatever, it, that's pretty wild to think at this time of year, there's not, because of all of this, there's just not anything out there that I'm super juiced to watch, which stinks, frankly. Well, I mean, I, I'm going to be dipping into Nittany Lions and Huskers. Not that I'll sit there for four hours. Um, it's not Wisconsin, appointment viewing, though, right? Like you watch, but Michigan. It'll be on in the background. I'm not planning um, my day around it. No, no, totally agree. Um, totally agree. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm really curious to see how Notre Dame looks after the emotional win and and kind yeah. of the Halfleys uh, doing anything there to help the Fighting Fickles. Um, but you know, I, I'm with you. My first thing, listen, I, I posted a photo of it. I told you about it. But Jenny's pink confetti surprise that she made for our girls, and and I've gotten a lot of things like, oh, can you can you make a custom? Here's what we did. All right, there, a local organization put together a COVID fundraiser back in March, and Shelly and I donated to it. And one of the things for donating to it was the fact that you got to make a custom ice cream thing. It's going to come with a poster and how to make it. And Lord knows we're not going to be able to remake it the way Jenny did, right? <laughs> so you get a Zoom call with Jenny, and they take down notes and all this, awesome. and it came down to s'mores and this basically funfetti cake. Buddy, it's it's pink, so she did it like a strawberry, like vanilla, like cake, ice cream with chunks, the real chunks of like funfetti cake in it. Jeez, and let me just tell you, that's a that win. is that is living. Good I job, ice cream out of my girls with that flavor right there, because that is winning. The uh, Jenny's one of their like plants where they make the ice cream is by my house and when the weather gets a little cooler like this you can actually smell like the sugar in the air it's ridiculous <laughs> of course you can yes my, fir- my sure first thing for your cravings <laughs> i don't have cravings i just eat my first <laughs> my first thing you, um i heard my first bit of christmas music in the car yesterday and i i came in the house and jayla was sitting there and i was whistling and i was singing up a storm and she just gives me the side eye because she knows that it's basically two months straight of this but i'm very excited <laughs> number two for me it is really cool to see the masters i i love when the, the patrons not the fans the patrons are there i do love it but it's really cool to see this course i've had it on all morning uh to see this course without so you can really see the undulation of the course the incredible hills that are there but also to see leaves falling like we may never you'll never see this course again like this unless you're lucky enough to play it but you'll never see this course like it again and i'm taking advantage of it it's cool to see my second thing um I had a real like felt like a, an accomplished like manly man yesterday. Um, they very rarely come around. Um, you know, hanging stuff up on the walls sometimes makes me feel important um, because my well more so because my wife believes I can't do it accurately. 
and and level. So that that's more of a like told you so. But buddy, the stump grinding yesterday, and then on my own, okay, with the help of YouTube, but on my own, being able to without ca- calling Bill Green down at Green and Sons, being able to change the stump grinder to the brush mower on the back there with the four different pins and you know the PTO shaft and all that stuff, buddy. I felt like I really did something yesterday. It felt really good. That's awesome. A little piece of my childhood died yesterday. Well, maybe not childhood, but something I look back on fondly. It's really the end of an era. I saw last night a bartender at Outer End posted their sign. It makes sense in this time. They, they were closed for a while, so they had to up it. Dollar fifty double wells are now $2 on Thursday night, and that I had to shed a tear for that. that <laughs> spent a lot of time there. In my college years, and it was great. You, you in dollar fifty double wells, you get the bill at the end of the night, and it was nine dollars, and then you stumble home. It was great. That's a pretty good job. Finally, for me, uh, my wife is currently at the zoo and sending me pictures, and I, I haven't been in a while. The Columbus Zoo is undefeated. It's undefeated. It is spectacular, and it is so cool to see the boys there. And I'm living vicariously through them, but I'm so thankful it's in our community and is as great as it is. My third thing, um, look, remember how I built that bridge? Uh, sure. What was that? When was that? Is that this year? Is that 2020? I think it was 2020. I think it was back in like April. May, maybe. Anyway, so I built the bridge, this 37-footer, uh, using AEP utility poles. Thank you to the people at AEP who helped me donate those, drop them off. But anyway, I've driven the RTV over it plenty of times, but this morning it really withstood the giant test. The tractor going over it with all the attachments on it and it made it okay it made it it held up now i hope it holds up coming back because it's still over there i'm not done brush mowing on the other side of the stream so i hope it holds up but so far so good brother we did it we did it engineering feet my last thing so i have a friend who claims to be a colts fan but he really only brings it up when they win so it came up after this win over the titans last night and he sent it to our our friend like group chat and i don't know if he was trying to be clever or what but he hits us with Philip Rivers incepted his 10th child last night. And I was just like, I think you mean conceived. But either way, I guess happy for him that he was trying to make a joke in his Colts one. There you go. There you go. And this just news on the Pac-12 front. The Arizona State-Cal game is canceled because of Arizona State cases. Apparently, Cal is going to try to play somebody else. Uh, another Pac-12 game that's maybe canceled. So buckle in. Wild times these. Enjoy uh, your football weekend, kids. Certainly, we're back on Monday to break it all down. Rothman and Ice up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. Hey there, friends. Bo Bishop here, and the hoops action is heating up, and Tipico Sportsbook is the best place to bet on the playoff action. Enjoy the most rewarding sportsbook with the hottest promos. Bet on select games. Earn a bet credit for each three-pointer made. Continue to rack up the rewards with the highest cash back in the industry with up to 5% cash back on your bets. Sign up now. Enter the promo code THEFAN100 to get $100 in bonus bets when you bet $25. Download the Tipico Sportsbook app today. That's promo code THEFAN100. Must be 21 or older, physically located in Ohio. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.